93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, May 2nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Two off-duty Philadelphia police officers and one retired officer were arrested in Florida following an alleged domestic-related incident Tuesday night. It happened at 11 p.m. in Indian Rocks Beach. According to the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office, deputies responded to the scene to find a couple, 44-year-old Cindy Kane and 55-year-old Paul Seeger, fighting near the intersection. Kane had been identified as a police uh, has been identified as a police officer with the Philadelphia Police Department. Seeger is a retired officer with the department. Authorities say a deputy approached the couple, but they started walking away. An altercation ensued after the deputy grabbed Seeger's arm in an effort to stop him from leaving the scene. Uh, Seeger resisted and Kane forcefully pushed the deputy's arm away, helping Seeger to break free, said the sheriff's office in a news release. That's when a third person, 44-year-old Frank Bonnet, who was also a Philadelphia police officer, approached the deputy and started reportedly making verbal threats. Bonnet removed moved his shirt, clinched his fists, and shouted profanities at the deputy. Deputies say Seeger turned and started approaching the deputy in an angry and hostile manner. A taser was used after repeated warnings, authorities say, but it proved to be ineffective. Seeger was eventually taken down to the ground and handcuffed. All three suspects were arrested. Kane is being charged with one count of battery of law enforcement of law enforcement officer. Bonnet is facing assault charges, and Seeger is being charged with domestic battery and resisting uh, an officer with, I'm sorry, resisting arrest an officer with violence. There is a group that has been known for staging scream fest on college campuses using micro, uh, megaphones. They claim they want to save people's souls, but they are seen by many as a hate group. They showed up at St. Joseph's University yesterday where students were celebrating Hawkapalooza, marking the last day of classes before finals. Pastor Arden Runsfeld and his wife Mary told the small group uh, of uh, I'm sorry, and their small group of Key of David church protesters showed up with megaphones screaming at the students, you better wake up. Uh, the pastor said that he picked St. Joe's because of all those pedophile priests in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Uh, Rusfeld admits that he was once a sinner himself, accused by the feds in 2016 of currency trade fr- fraud and ordered to pay over $2 million in restitution and almost a $1 million in fines. Well, there you go. On Wednesday, his group showed up preaching against gangster rappers, rock and roll freaks, gays, Muslims, Jews, and so-called Christians. Listen to the music that they're playing. It's wicked, he told a 6ABC reporter. Although there has been violence when the Key of David protesters show up, students kept their cool, and St. Joe's security and police kept things from getting out of hand yesterday. Well, you can't fix stupid. (laughs) Seriously. Mm -hmm. A cruise ship reportedly owned and operated by the Church of Scientology has been quarantined off of the coast of St. Lucia after a case of measles was diagnosed on board. The Caribbean Islands Health Authorities barred any passengers or crew from leaving the boat while the port uh, while in port after learning of the measles case. Almost 300 passengers and crew are believed to be on board the vessel with one person diagnosed with a highly with the highly infectious viral uh, illness. The boat is called the Free Winds. The Scientologist website describes Free Winds as a 440 foot ship based in the Caribbean. Um, it's characterized as a vessel of a religious retreat, uh, ministering the most advanced level of spiritual counseling in the Scientology religion. Sounds like a hell of a vacation. I know, right? Scientology founder L. Ron Hubbard spent much of his time at sea on a fleet of ships during the 1960s and early 1970s after creating the Sea Org. Uh, The quarantine comes as a number of measles cases in the U.S. have reached a 25-year peak with more than 700 people diagnosed as of this week, part of the international resurgence of the disease. you got to watch the documentary. Uh, It's going clear, right? That's it. Yeah, and uh, they describe his um, stellar... (laughs) 
naval history. Oh my God, Elron Humbert's. Oh yeah, uh, in great yeah. detail. It's a lie. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. The the majority of what he said he did was a lie, and it's proven in in documents. And even what he did do, he effed up. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. Got to help those people on that ship right now. All right, in sports this morning. Ball sacks are yummy. Michael Franco hit a bases clearing double in the seventh. Reese Hoskins hit a home run, and the Phillies beat the Detroit Tigers seven to three last night at the ballpark. Aaron Nola pitched five and two thirds inning on one run ball, helping the Phillies earn a split in the two game interleague series. In the, in the seventh and eighth, the Phillies offense scored six runs off the Detroit bullpen to lead the team to the win. They're off today before opening up a weekend series at home against the Washington Nationals tomorrow night. In the NBA. C.J. McCollum led six trailblazers in, in double figures with 20 points on their way to a 97-90 win over the Nuggets last night in Denver, and that even that series won one. There's also only one playoff game in the NBA tonight, and it will be the Sixers and the Toronto Raptors. In Game 3 in South Philly, that series is tied at one game apiece. Tip-off is at 8 o'clock. In the NHL, the Carolina Hurricanes beat the New York Islanders 5-2 and now hold a commanding three-game-to-none lead in that series. In the Western Conference, the Dallas Stars won 4-2 over the St. Louis Blues to tie that series up at two. And Eagles defensive end Chris Long remains undecided about playing football in 2019, but as a show of respect from both sides, the Eagles and Long have agreed to push back a $1 million roster bonus while he decides. What the f*** is it? Long's contract called for him to receive a $1 million roster bonus on May 1st, but the date has been moved back and will now be due on the day the veterans report to training camp. Long said that he wants to play for a purpose and not a contract, so if his role isn't defined or if it's unsuitable for him, the defensive end could choose to walk away and spend more time with his philanthropic endeavors. The f- is that? And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Appreciate it. It's a Thursday morning. I want to say thank you to Casey for giving me a cup of coffee. He always gets me a cup of coffee every morning. Mm. Kind of gets my day started. It's a nice thing. You know what? Uh, cheers. Here you go. Piping hot thing. cup of Joe. Piping hot, hot cup of Joe. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a page out of Casey's book and do something for somebody today. Do a nice do gesture of Why kindness. Not, right? See, made me feel good. It'll yeah. make them feel good. Do you know, it's actually what? appropriate to look across the those those morning talk shows around the country, like, you know, uh, Kelly and the, the whole thing. Yeah. And they, they always had the little... Little cup of coffee that sure. they're holding, and it just looks so nice. It's nice. Well, I want to thank Steve because Steve has been making the coffee. Oh, uh, well, have you been? I, I have, yeah. uh, uh, and our sister station, uh, uh, sister station. I'm not going to mention them because uh, they've ruined our whole coffee. <laughs> Casey doesn't like it. We had a we had a, was a perfect system. coffee rotation. Well, listen, <laughs> there are more people partaking, so we now have two pots working constantly. Yeah. But it, today's coffee is good. Like uh, yeah. like three days ago, I looked at Casey and I pointed. I go, not good. Uh, it tasted yeah. like soap. You ever get it? Like sometimes uh, it tastes well, like soap. It's because sometimes people don't wash the soap all the way out of the carafe. It's got to be it. Yeah. Right, well, anyway. Yeah. You good? You okay? I'm good. Okay. Man, right. I'm well, good, thank, man. Thank, thank you. For the coffee. All right. I fell asleep on the couch last night. It was actually really, really awesome. It there was you like go. One of those crazy couch sleeping, fully rested nights. You wow. Know? Yeah. I I hate when I fall asleep on the couch. So do I. I yeah. despise yeah, me it. Me too. Yeah. I feel half asleep. Uh, yeah. I 
I feel molested. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. But often I have been molested. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. that's something you need to contact the authorities. I have to talk about. to the dog about yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> and actually, the most peculiar part was actually I fell asleep on the love seat, which is smaller than the couch, and my feet kind of were hanging off all night, but still. How lonely. <laughs> that you're the only person on the love seat. Yeah. Well, uh, we all have our issues. Exactly. And, uh, you know, talk them out today. Uh, we have a lot. Some people's heads have blown off. We have a lot going on today, and it's all good. We have some great guests joining us. Our friend Nicholas Elmy, one of the greatest chefs in the city of Philadelphia, is going to be stopping by today, and he's talking about this uh, Taste of the Nation No Kid Hungry event. So we'll it's a charity event, and uh, Nick's uh, always been a friend of the show. He's helped us out on a few occasions, so he'll be in. John Lovitz is going to be in our studio. Freaking love him. Always a great conversation with John. He will be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow and Saturday. So get those tickets at heliumcomedy.com. And then, if that wasn't enough, Dennis Quaid is going to be getting in touch with us. How awesome is Dennis Quaid? Dennis Quaid, for me, floats in the Kurt Russell territory. Like, super cool. Yep. Age as well. And you know that I get those two mixed up. Oh, that's right. Just name-wise, I always mix them up. So I'll make sure I don't say (laughs) Kurt Kurt Russell today when I welcome him. Loved you in Escape from New York. So uh, he'll be joining us around 10 o'clock. And we also have uh, First Fridays in Phoenixville. So that is coming. That's starting. And Sedona Tap House is going to be coming by to bring some goodies. So we'll get you the details about First Friday in Phoenixville. Nick, you go to a lot of those. Yeah, I'm hosting. Excuse me. Sorry. I'm hosting the first one, which is tomorrow night. They're a blast. And uh, hopefully, I think, Preston, you said the weather's going to be all right tomorrow night. So we should be all right with it. (laughs) I think you said that. No, you said, (laughs) I heard you say 76 with a light breeze, comfortable and clear. Yeah, I heard the thing. Yeah, same thing. In in fact, you said that more than likely passing gold coin showers. Uh Uh-huh. Well, you know. I'm going to correct this because Preston, if people go out there and it's PM thunderstorms, they're going to blame you because you said it was going to be nice tomorrow. Night. Yeah, I didn't say anything. <laughs> All right, yeah. uh, so take it with a grain of salt. But they're coming by today. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a second. Billboard Music Awards for last night. Do a quick recap of that along with uh, In the Entertainment Report with Super Question Giveaways. Stay with us. Love Preston, Steve, and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big-name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I'm looking at the text messages. A couple things coming in about that. Uh, Somebody says uh, X-Files. Uh, somebody says uh, the Jeopardy theme song. No, not really. No. Uh, somebody says it reminds me of a theremin. Well, yeah, a little yeah. bit, but I don't think it's quite that. It's close. And uh, somebody says it reminds them of E.T. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on yeah. now. Yeah. You're just egging him on. This is my favorite song on my homeworld. All right. Is that? We may never know. You know, we could combine E.T. and Gene Simmons. Oh, what? Is that what you listen to on your homeworld? <laughs> that he because yeah, he, so he can travel through space. Uh, I guess they et mod him. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, it's that's not it. We'll get it though. All right. So I let me see here. I'm going to ask a stupid question. Let's see now. Other ones are coming in. Somebody says, "Is it the land of the lost?" A little bit now. You're heading. Oh, Doctor Who is a good one. That um, their their that theme song for Doctor Who is very similar. Mm. But that wasn't what was. No. 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 We're going to ask a stupid question. Going to give away an Avengers Endgame prize pack. And the question I have for you in this one, this uh, particular question is: In Spain, Mister Clean goes by what name? (laughs) 
215263WMMR. Do you know it? No, I'm really curious. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I just learned this this morning. In Spain, Mr. Clean goes by what name? 215263WMMR is the number. Call now. Let's see if you can get it right. I always get the Mr. Clean thing. Uh, yeah, you do. I get yep. it all the time. That might be checklist. Yep. All right, so birthdays today on Thursday, May 2nd include... Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Ah, you know, I was watching that movie Doom last night, and yeah. in the movie Doom, he still has, he, he, remember for a while he kept his hair sort of close-cropped? Yeah. It doesn't look as good. No. With yeah. the, the shave thing is much better for yep, him. It, it suits him, no question. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw is the next thing, I guess, that's coming out, right? <laughs> Borderline science fiction. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think they're both very charismatic, so I, I won't go to see it, but I will see it when it's... You know, available for home viewing. Steve, right. speaking of that, did you watch Skyscraper? I did. It's fun. It is fun. It's not great. It's a big building on yeah. fire. It's the towering inferno and all sorts of other stuff. That right. They, the one conceit they put in is that he has a um, a uh, bum leg. He actually has a, a, a an artificial leg. Yeah. Oh. So that's the big thing. But the effects are good and They're, the action's good. Yeah. And you almost want a building like that to exist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne is celebrating his 47th birthday today. David Beckham also has a birthday today. We just watched the thing that, uh, it was, uh, James Corden did with, uh, Beckham, right? Where oh, they, yes. uh, they, they were, they're putting up a, uh, statue <laughs> in, in celebration of his career mm-hmm. and, uh, he knew it was going to be coming and they had, they, they hired this guy to do a fake one that just accentuated the worst aspects of what David Beckham looks like. Yeah, and, and the, the parts of him that he is most concerned with. Most self-conscious about. accentuated his chin <laughs> and made it gigantic. <laughs> uh, and his ass. So he, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so good. Uh, David Beckham is 44 today. Christine Baranski. I like her. Yeah, she was in uh, The Birdcage. She's also in one of our favorite movies uh, with Steve Martin, which is... Um... Bowfinger. Thank you. God. You're welcome. Do you know what she has? She has a quirky nose. Yeah. I uh, like a quirky nose. She's really cute. Uh, I like her. Um, Chicago, a bunch of stuff. She's 67 today. Donatella Versace. I've not seen her the stack. quite some time. Yeah, she obviously did some damage to her I face. Tell her <laughs> Surgically. Coming to my house. I my, know, but even all before all the surgery. Yeah. What was the I don't know what she was actually was like. she was actually pretty decent looking. Really? But a combination of um just ridiculous tanning yeah, and uh, up, plastic surgery. Pull up uh, Donatella Donatella Versace Young before okay. Land of the Lost. And <laughs> I mean, it's amazing, though, that she is associated with, you know, fashion and just making yourself look better. Yeah, yeah. So um, you're starting to see where where it goes south. But if you look at her, not bad earlier years. Uh, so she yeah, turned. I don't, I don't know about that. She's 64 <laughs> today. Better, but yeah. You're being nice. Uh, Lou Graham, former singer of the band Foreigner. Is uh, sixty nine years old. Today. Yeah. He's a damn good singer, isn't he? Really good. He he. Uh, if you go back and listen to stuff, he could. Re- he had some serious range on him. He could. He had power and range in his voice. That's how they describe me, Preston. A power, power and range. And range. <laughs> You're a power ranger. Uh, but he could really get up there in some of the songs. And uh, yeah, always liked him. Always liked Foreigner. You know, a very. Uh, you know, they, they would almost be a Nickelback of their time. Well, you they, know, they wrote very poppy rock songs, but uh, they did great. When when so we're active rock. When people say, cla- you know, classic rock yeah. stations, I said, well, you're probably going to hear more Foreigner. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. yeah so, uh, Lou Graham celebrates his 69th birthday today. So happy birthday to him. 
Uh, Kyle Busch, the NASCAR driver, is 34. Is he racing this weekend in Dover case? Probably. Yeah, um, he's... Um, yeah. He's... He's great. Uh, I have seen him uh, race before uh, out at uh, Pocono. So, and, and actually at uh, Dover as well. Uh, so 34 years old today. And then the last birthday I saw is Ellie Kemper. I love her. Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. And oh, The yeah. Office. And Bridesmaids. Yeah, she's great. Did you stick with Kimmy Schmidt? Uh, no, I got to get back on board. It, I, I loved it. It's I think it's one... so super quirky. It's, to me, it's like Green Acres. Yeah. It, it's surreal. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I liked um, uh, the blonde who was on Ally McBeal, uh, Krasinski. No. Krakowski. Jane Krakowski. Krakowski. She's yeah. great on yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, so happy birthday to Ellie Kemper, who is uh, 39, and everybody celebrating birthdays today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to this stupid question. What did I do with it? I don't know. Did I throw it? <laughs> the away? hell is it? Are you kidding me? The f*** is that? Thank you. I did. I threw it away. What a dumbass. Uh, what the f*** is this? In Spain, Mr. Clean goes by what name? That's the question we asked, and I will go to Ryan to see if we can get the answer. Hey, Ryan, how you doing, man? Man, if animals can find the strength, why can't we? Yeah. That's the question well done. for the ages. Casey posed that question, what, 15 years ago? Long time ago. All right, Ryan, uh, in Spain, Mr. Kling goes by what name? Don Limpio. Don Limpio, yes, exactly. <laughs> really? Yeah. Don Limpio? Yep. Hang on a second, Ryan. It's like Freddie Flaccid. We are going to say Limpio Flaccid. <laughs> We're going to give him an Avengers Endgame prize pack that includes a pair of Mint One Fandango tickets to see the film, lunchbox, t-shirts, sunglasses, and more, plus a pair of tickets to see Marvel Universe of Superheroes. Now open to the Franklin Institute to explore Marvel's legacy through immersive set pieces, original artwork, movie props, costumes, and more. An exhibit for the hero in all of us. Get tickets today at fi.edu. Let's begin with the 2019 Billboard Music Awards. So exciting because everyone knows they've already won. Yeah, this was at the MGM Garden Arena in Vegas last night. Kelly Clarkson hosted. Cardi B led the nominees, 21. And uh, I know you were pulling for her, Preston. 18 categories. She's my she's my jam, man. Uh, but it was Drake who was history making. He became the most awarded artist in the Billboard Music Awards history. He snagged. 20 12 awards to bring his all-time total up to 27 uh, altogether. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's become a juggernaut. So yeah. I, there was a while when I thought Drake had sort of fallen off the radar, but uh, quietly he's just been amassing loads of awards. I am proud to say <laughs> that I couldn't tell you one song that Drake does. Uh, I know he, you know, I know his acting more, and I know that like when he hosted SNL, he was really good. Yeah, he was. My 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 son listens to Drake, so I'll listen yeah. to it. And you know it by, so you got that, by default. Yeah, I don't. There's nothing spectacular about it. Uh, yeah, I think in, in also, my, he's a good looking opinion. guy, right? Yeah, he's yeah. got some one, swag. One of our former interns is obsessed with Devin? him. Situation? No, Devin oh. uh, is obsessed <laughs> with him. really. She, yeah, she Instagrams. <laughs> Constantly about him. Yeah, really? She's in love, yeah. Yeah, big time. I wonder, I think if he she's knew. She's so street herself, man. Uh, oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, she's probably as street <laughs> as like Drake is. Bride. Drake from Degrassi High, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. living on the mean streets of Toronto. Yeah. We do have a clip of him, Preston, that okay. might interest you. He made a special shout-out last Yeah, he, he mentioned uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. I thought you were going to say well, I mean, Preston he, and Steve. He yeah. mentioned Preston and Steve. Listen, dude, he was up there 12 times. Yeah. yeah. He, he ran out of stuff. Ran out of things. Oh. 
so yeah, he makes a Game of Thrones reference. Here we go. I guess I just I, I, I got to thank everybody that uh, contributed to this project, and I need a glass of champagne and and hey, shout out to Arya Stark for putting in that work last week. Hey. And he was vague enough to not yeah. give any spoilers away to those who may not have seen uh, the the recent episode. So good on him. I I don't like the way that Drake sits courtside because he takes up uh, a seat and a half, and so he's, he's he man spreads. He he does, and there are there you know the courtside seats are the premium. I don't know, but whoever is is completely uh, blocked out by Drake. Drake huh. is has great huh. seats for the Toronto games. But I was watching him, you know, games one and two against the Sixers. He 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 does not uh, give enough room it's to his neighbor. Betty White, who's your next well, one. Well, yeah. yeah. Is it like a girl that's with him? No, it was a dude first two games. Oh. I'm assuming that he bought both seats. Probably. So, like, so he's yeah. like, I'm going to so put he, my leg here. Hey, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> this seat is $5,000 yeah. on a regular season game. Okay? Right, right, right. I'm like, I'm you get put half my leg here. Yeah. yeah, but like midway I'm through the, put my leg here. here. <laughs> midway through the third quarter, you're like, come on, Jake. Hey, Drake, just move over a little bit, right? It's a real nail-biter of a foul shot. Uh, Drake's leg looks nervous. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go through some of the, the highlights quickly uh, for you. Kelly Clark. Clarkson hosted. Cardi B led the nominations. Like I said, Taylor Swift opened the show with a hyper-colorful performance of her new single, Me. I love colorful performances. Uh, she was joined on stage by duet partner uh, Brendan Urie, or is it Urie? I don't know, for from, a high-energy performance of the hit. He's from Panic! at the Disco, right? I don't uh, know. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, immediately after Taylor's performance, uh, Kelly Clarkson kicked things up with a rapid-fire, note-perfect medley of hits by some of the night's performers. Mariah Carey was honored with the prestigious Icon Award. She took the stage to perform a medley of hits, including Always Be My Baby, Emotions, We Belong Together, and Hero, before Jennifer Hudson presented her with her award. In an emotional acceptance speech, she thanked her fans as well as her kids, wishing them a happy birthday. She's not; uh, she's only the eighth artist to receive the Icon Award. The other ones were Neil Diamond, Stevie Wonder, Prince, Jennifer Lopez, Celine Dion, Cher, and Janet Jackson. Mm. Drake, uh, like like we just played, mentioned uh, Game of Thrones. What else? Madonna performed a high tech performance. Uh, I didn't see that one. Well, it's apparently the the word was it it was rumored the performance just a performance to have cost her five million dollars. Jesus Christ! Because of the technology involved, she performed her new single called uh, Medlin with Colombian singer Maluma. Is it is it Medellin? M e d e l l i n. Sounds like Medellin. Yeah, but if it's Spanish, that uh, the double L is a E. No, it's actually Spanish oh. for Mister Clean. You know what's great? I don't care. <laughs> uh, and also, but here's the deal. Here's yeah. the point I'm trying to make. It, it it used a quartet of hologram Madonnas. Whoa. Yeah, each representing a different character that she inhabits on her upcoming concept album <laughs> called Madame X. How so, exciting! I mean, that's kind of cool. It, uh, we're looking at it. It yeah. is pretty cool. But is that live? Is that what? That's pe- what I'm wondering. If people Kathy. were sitting in the audience, is that what they were? seeing yeah. or is that with the TV audience or is saw? it just on camera because if you could see that in the audience that's then that pre- would be cool that's pretty damn impressive otherwise shut up because these uh, these images appear uh, almost like these golden flakes happen and all of a sudden she yeah. materializes so ladies and gentlemen a whole bunch of different characters sorry my grill at it <laughs> <laughs> take it out and the eye patch uh, she's so bizarre I'm like Manahari I'm an artist, I'm a hooker, I'm a painter, I'm a dancer. I'm a dancer. <laughs> Wait, do all of her characters have eye patches? I believe so. It looks like it. <laughs> One of them has two eye patches. <laughs> Those are sunglasses. Oh, are oh, they? Okay. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> so the newly reunited Jonas Brothers, Kathy, gave Yay! 
uh, <laughs> fans a taste of solo hits Jealous and Cake by the Ocean before performing their number one comeback smash, Sucker. God, I started to cry. And I have some more information about the, uh, I have a Jonas story coming up in a moment, but also. Is Paul... it that they're playing at, uh, in Hershey? No. Are they no. going to be in Hershey? No. One of them is now officially off the market. I'll get to that oh. in a second. Paula Abdul closed the show with a medley of her late 80s and early 90s hits that uh, came complete with one eyebrow-raising moment. Dancing through the crowd, crowd, Paula flung off her hat in one smooth Michael Jackson-esque move, and it hit Juliana Hoff right in the throat. Oh, when wow. she did, so. oh. Apparently, that's what took place at the awards. Now... Less than two hours after the awards concluded, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner, Sansa Stark of uh, Game of Thrones, headed to a Vegas wedding chapel, and they got married. Oh, wow. And they did it with an Elvis Presley uh, impersonator. They did it right. uh, Officiating the ceremony. That's cool. That's Yeah, that's fun. So they're officially husband and wife after obtaining a marriage license on Wednesday, May 1st. Fans caught... When did the longtime couple's nuptials when uh, Diplo began posting footage from the impromptu ceremony and several moments posted to the DJ's Instagram stories? Uh, she can be seen walking down the aisle in a white bridal ensemble and a veil. And uh, the Elvis Presley impersonator officiated the ceremony as country music duo Dan and Shay performed their hit song Speechless. After exchanging vows, the newly minted husband and wife swapped ring pops instead of wedding bands. So the word is they're going to have a real more formal ceremony, but this is legal. It is absolutely yeah. legal. It's yeah. fun. I, look at his, I so his brother, Nick Jonas. How many times did he marry Priyanka Chopra? was like nine different oh, ceremonies. That's yeah, yeah. right. They did at least three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the name Diplo is so dumb because it just makes me think of Duplo, Those uh, the giant Lego. Which are very cool. Then that's fine, but... Um, <laughs> do when, they know this? Do they know you feel this way? I, or does he know that you feel this way? He doesn't know that I exist. Oh, okay. So, Post it on social media and tag him on exactly. it. Dear Casey, I am so sorry. Uh, so anyhow, they're saying that a, a more extravagant wedding celebration may be in the near future, especially since her uh, best friend... And bridesmaid Maisie Williams didn't appear to attend in the gathering, so yeah, there's no way they're leaving those people out of it. No, so that'll be coming up down the road. So, but they they got married, which is cool, and they had fun with it. Uh, on a mm, more down note, Alex Trebek sat down with ABC's Good Morning America yesterday and got real about his struggle with depression after being diagnosed with uh, stage four pancreatic cancer in March. Uh, he said, uh, "Do we have clips?" I didn't yes, we do. I, I watched the whole interview. These are just two clips, but in, you know unbelievable this guy is, the way he carries himself, what he's dealing mm-hmm. with. Uh, I, I actually found the whole interview rather uplifting yeah. and encouraging. Listen, we don't know this. We know that this is a really, really, really serious form of cancer. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, listen to him talk, and he's he's typical Alex. All right, here we go. My oncologist tells me I'm doing well, even though I don't always feel it. I'm used to dealing with pain, but what I'm not used to dealing with is these surges that come on suddenly of deep, deep sadness. And it brings tears to my eyes. I've discovered in this whole episode, ladies and gentlemen, that I'm a bit of a wuss. (laughs) He He knows how to convey that and get it across, but then... Uh, give you a little bit of a giggle at the end there. You know what He's I mean? saying that he believes that it's his reaction to the chemo, too, that makes him um, so um, emotional. Uh, but well, yeah, and, and that, the fact that uh, you could very well die in yeah. fairly short order. Yeah. And that's that's, that's hard to deal with. Almost anybody. And he explains his uh, his ritual and, you know, what he's dealing with um, in, the, in the second clip. Okay, here we go. I just take it as it comes. It's no big deal. I go in 
and I sit down, I joke with the nurses, and uh, I'm there for an hour and a half while they inject all this stuff into me, and then I go home. What am I going to do? It is something that I'm afflicted with. We are dealing with it uh, chemically and spiritually, and uh, hopefully everything is going to turn out well, and I'll be back on the air with original programming come this September. I love that guy. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, did any of you guys watch the beginning of it last night? I Jeopardy? did, yeah. Uh, d- there was an unusually loud crowd reaction when he came out. Um, I don't know if you noticed that or not. I, d- I actually did, now that you when, mentioned it. When Johnny introduced Alex Trebek, and I didn't know um, if it was because maybe it was the first taping after the announcement. Of, I, I have no idea You know, I've lost yeah. track of the timeline because I, I thought actually they were operating um, that episodes we were seeing were post-announcement, but maybe not. I, I can't keep track of yeah. it. I don't know how often they tape or when they tape. One, one thing I was saying, though, to uh, Preston, uh, Nick, is that uh, to have this, to have James, what's his last name? Holzhauer. Yeah. Alex loves contestants yeah. like this. This is He lives for this stuff, and to have this uh, happening right now while he's dealing with all this is, is a great confluence of events. Yeah, it's really compelling. It makes, yeah. makes yeah. Jeopardy more interesting. How much did he win last night? Over 100,000. He's wow. well on yeah. his way to two million. He's well on his way to eclipsing uh, Ken Jennings' yeah. earnings in half the time. Yeah, there was yeah. a tight match earlier this week, but last night it was just it was another runaway. Wow. Okay. Well, hanging in there, Alex Trebek. Uh, this was weird to see on my uh, on my uh, I, I go I use Bing as the um, uh, my search engine, and one of the top news stories was Rick Schroeder arrested on domestic violence charges. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh, remains in custody on $50,000 bail as of yesterday. The former child star was arrested Wednesday morning after police received a call of domestic violence. 12.43 a.m., uh, Deputy Navarro of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department said when uh, deputies arrived, they made contact with the suspect and the victim. They also identified evidence of a physical altercation, identifying Schroeder as a suspect. This is the second time, by the way. He has a problem with the booze and uh, has had it for years. The female adult victim declined medical treatment, she said, before adding that Schroeder was arrested for domestic violence and booked uh, at the sheriff's station. Navarro said this is the second time police have been called to the residence. <sighs> On April 2nd... Not that long ago, at approximately 12.26 a.m., a similar incident occurred between suspect Schroeder and the victim at the same residence. Uh, Schroeder, by the way, split from his wife, Andrea Bernard, in 2016, just weeks shy of their 24th wedding anniversary. So I assume this is a different person. It sounds like it. They say he tried to elude the police, Casey, by getting on this small little train. He has oh, house. man. Yeah. But that yeah. only goes in a circle. It only goes in a circle. And he's so, yeah. he's so lit up, he didn't realize well, that. Well, before that, he jumped into a race car. <laughs> but he realized it was just, just a bed. Just yeah. bed. Why uh, isn't this thing turning over? Uh, the former couple <laughs> share four children, by the way. So that's uh, not good news. And he was just in those uh, Code of Many Colors movies with uh, the the Dolly Parton. Was he? Yeah, he played the dad and did a good job. And that's a uh, religious and spiritual and yeah, happy and, and family. And, and, and not like this. Uh, to him, it was a paycheck. So. Yeah. Glad it meant nothing to you. All right, I have royal news. Oh. Meghan Markle. Ladies and gentlemen, Bruce Elliott's royal watch. <laughs> Uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry only follow a few people on social media, and apparently their fellow royals just didn't make the cut. Oh. Eagle Eyed Royal Watchers noticed that the pair unfollowed Kensington Royal, which is Prince William and Kate Middleton's account. What? Clarence House, Prince Charles and Camilla's account, Princess Eugene, Prince Andrew, and the royal family representing the queen herself. They unfollowed all of them. 
But Freaking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yet she follows Drake. She's sitting there looking at her phone, Steve, while she's... Look at this. Look at this. What? That freaking bitch. <laughs> uh, the couple... What's it? What? What is this? Bill Weston's hair? <laughs> <laughs> she Solo's butthole. They follow Bill Weston's hair? Hope Solo's Hope butthole? Solo's butthole? Preston's beard? <laughs> what? You... Get that bitch on the phone. Uh, however, there's an explanation. The couple, oh. the couple most likely... Uh, antici- it was all Hope Solo's butthole. <laughs> anticipating outrage and restoked rumors of a royal feud explain their decision to pare down the accounts they follow from 23 to, to only 16, writing that they are only following organization, organizations that work to promote mental well-being, mental fitness, bo- body positivity, self-care, and the importance of human connection this month. May oh. is Mental Health Awareness Month in the United States, while Mental Health Awareness this week runs oh. from May 13th to the 19th in the UK. May is one fine month for mental illness. Uh, there are countless organizations, they said in a statement, or, or they wrote on the social media, there are countless organizations doing amazing work for mental health. Please consider the accounts that we've highlighted as a small snapshot of this global support network. We are all in this together. The accounts they support uh, and follow include Heads Together, which is the Royals' uh, mental health initiative, Lady Gaga's Born This Way, Headspace, uh, Panda's Foundation, and Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul Sunday show. Well, Prince Charles was very pissed because yesterday he was uh, did a, posted an Instagram video of him eating Tide Pods. Oh! Uh, oh. He thought they would man. like it. Yeah, yeah. He's a little late to the game. Though. I know. Well, you know, things take a while to get over. The pair will change up their list every month. Uh, to reflect charities and organizations that they support. So if there's a, nice a theme thing. in the whole deal, I got it. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually a pretty cool thing. Stupid bitch. <laughs> Still. <laughs> Hope so. Look at this. It's a butthole. It's a butthole. It's a the cre- butthole. She's following this. She's, it's a sphincter. It's a butthole. That's what she's following. It's a talking butthole, yeah. apparently, because it, it actually post comments. Graying fellow here, all in black. <laughs> Bill Weston's hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a head scratcher, but yeah. that's what they do. All right, so what else do I have here for you? Angelica Houston says she's uh, done doing anything wildly dangerous. She said, I, I didn't like, know she was doing anything dangerous. I didn't dangerous. know that either. She said, I like to have a good time, but I don't want to lose my mind. The actress said of giving up all drugs except marijuana. Oh, and, I said, I like fist-fighting bears. In a... <laughs> 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 in a New York Magazine interview released on Wednesday. Uh, she also discussed, this is interesting, her tumultuous relationship with Jack Nicholson. Which went on for years, by the way. 1970 to 1973 to 1990, uh, yeah. specifically. And his use of cocaine, she talked about. She, she said uh, he never took overt amounts. He was never a guzzler. She said, I think Jack sort of used it, probably like Freud did, in a rather smart way. Jack always had a bit of a problem with physical uh, lethargy. He was tired, and I think probably at a certain age, a little bump would cheer him up, like espresso, she says. Well, you know, Sherlock Holmes, the 7% solution you know, in, in, in literature, obviously. he would When he wanted to do some thinking, he would take a little bump of cocaine. So oh, maybe okay. that's the way they're talking. Mm-hmm. So she said Not that. in a Gary Busey way. So Jack Nicholson would uh, do a little coke from time like to time. I like to do blow. <laughs> Uh, downtown musical, uh, is it Hadestown? 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 I'm not sure. Probably Top, Hadestown. Uh, Top the Tony Awards nominations with 14 this year. 
uh, with the more traditional jukebox musical Ain't Too Proud coming in with 12. Tootsie snagged 11. Yeah, the musical version of the uh, comedy movie. The Ferryman landed 9 and Beetlejuice grabbed 8. Observers say the biggest shock was the shutting out of To Kill a Mockingbird and Network in Who, the best play category. So Network has Brian Cranston and has been getting rave reviews, so that's wild that they got cut out. And then To Kill a Mockingbird, does anyone know the cast of that? No. I, personally, I, I think that, I think that would be a hell of a play to see. Yeah, right? I think and everyone who attends gets uh, free coupons to... The laser tag. Yeah, from Harper uh, Lee's Harper laser, Lee's laser tag, tag yeah. on, on Route 14. Route 14. Speaking next of to the Metroplex. Of yeah. Harper Lee, did you guys get the photo sent to you the other day from the Phil's game? Yes. Yeah. Harper Lee was at the game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, a, uh, Harper, it was a Bryce Harper jersey right next to a Cliff Lee jersey. Oh, no way. So Harper it was Lee. Harper Lee. Is that what you were talking about texting yesterday? Uh, I'm not sure. No. But people, okay. No, no, no. He, he saw people at the behind the dugout. The, the dugout. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw two of our friends behind the dugout oh, of the game okay. yesterday, yeah. All right, so anyhow, uh, Deadline called the single biggest Tony snub in years. Wow. If not decades. So, interesting. Uh, Laura Dern addressed rumors that her character, Dr. Ellie Sattler, will appear in the third Jurassic Park. I'd like to see that. The third Jurassic Park. Uh, in this, Jurassic in this, world. Yeah, in this cycle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she told E.T., I mean, I love Dr. Ellie Sattler, so <laughs> I could never say no to that on any level. But I really don't know. I don't even know what they're cooking up yet. I mean, Goldblum was in the second. Yeah, both Chris Pratt, uh, who's the current lead in that, and uh, her co-star from the original, Jeff Goldblum, want her to return. Uh, Pratt told E.T. last June, any way she wants to come in would be amazing. I I, I thought the first one was, was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, nothing great. I loved it when it came out. Uh, no, the first Jurassic Park, the original oh, Jurassic Park, the first in this cycle with Chris Pratt. Oh, Jurassic World. Right, I, Jurassic I'm, World. I'm gone. Yeah, I, and the I, second I, one was... Yeah. Uh, what else we have here? Five years after Veronica Mars left fans in the lurch. Uh, it is returning to Hulu in an eight-part miniseries. Uh, in the first major trailer, Kristen Bell is deploying her sassy private eye skills during uh, spring break in Neptune, California, and just generally kicking butt with guns and tasers, apparently. I, I enjoyed that show when it initially aired. It had a bit of attitude. I thought, obviously, she's very engaging. And then they did a movie, which is actually pretty good as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's kind of cool to watch her age along in the role. Veronica says in the voiceover trailer, when your best friend is murdered before your 17th birthday... Uh, you don't develop a keen sense of mercy. Uh, the show comes out Friday, July 26th. Uh, after shooting the final episode of The Big Bang Theory, the stars took to social media to bid farewell after 12 seasons. Uh, Mayim Bialik wrote, uh, here we go, one last time, along with sharing a picture of the iconic uh, Lot Water Tower. Uh, the, with the Sorry, I guess it's Warner Brothers. I guess, uh, yes. must, uh, yeah, it must be on that lot. Right, so. and uh, so that's an, an iconic uh, image. But uh, so she, everyone now has been on the show for a number of years. Obviously, they're the, they're the original originals, and they've gotten all fabulously wealthy off it, but they have they clearly have had a strong friendship. When did she uh, join the series? Uh, it's uh, eight years ago. Okay, but not Nine original, years. right? No, no, no. She, yeah. she came in, uh, you know, as, as a... Uh, as a uh, girlfriend for uh, Jim Parsons, and then just uh, that you know, Stayed. audience fell in love with her. Oh okay. yeah. yeah, honestly, some of the funniest stuff on that show is from her. Uh, next to a picture of the cast hugging, Simon Helberg wrote, uh, "We've done this two hundred and seventy-eight times uh, before every show for twelve years. Uh, tonight we'll do it for the last time." 
What, what are they, I guess, maybe the cast all together hugging. Yeah. Uh, so the final episode is going to air on May 16th, by the way. They also uh, did, I think they did a... Um, Grauman's, whatever they call it now, the theater, the uh, oh, yeah. CCL theater. They did the um, cement. Yeah. The I'm, Prince and Prince. I'm looking at her Instagram account and yeah. the whole cast is there. That's cool. Uh, so Charlize Theron covers Marie Claire's uh, June issue and inside she shares insights into her wild past and her calm present. Of course, she grew up in South Africa. She had an abusive father. She's been open in the past about her troubled childhood. She said, I didn't discover therapy until my mid-30s. My mother, uh, the mother of two adopted children, told Marie Claire, my reasons uh, for going had a lot to do with South Africa and uncertainty and living uh, with an alcoholic every day of my life. What I discovered was that my life was an all-encompassing thing. It showed me that I can see the big picture and understand the reason to get to a place where I could create a life for my own kids. That's pretty cool. You know, she credits a lot of her, her being able to survive all that. She found this huge gorilla. Oh, and, oh wow. and uh, befriended it. And uh, it's just amazing, the relationship, the bond that they forged. In addition to helping with her personal life, it helped her work. Uh, she says that she was able to channel her obsessive nature into her roles in Mad Max, Monster, and Atomic Blonde. Uh, that's her, by the way. Yeah. Uh, obsessing is good for me. She said, I'm very focused on the stuff that I really care about. Uh, but I do struggle with a bit of OCD. So I have to organize things that I can see. Closets, drawers. I ha- uh, That has to do... Uh, with when I feel that things I can't see are out of control. Kathy, you love her now, don't you? Mm. <laughs> uh, Remember we saw a picture of her smoking? Uh, she made like a... Uh, yeah, she made a pipe out of an apple. An apple. Yeah, which is a pretty standard thing. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's kind of slumming it for a star yeah. of her level. Uh, or maybe she, they're really expensive apples. Uh, she also says <laughs> that she's happy to be exactly where she is and would uh, never return to her youth. She said, my 20s are really... About getting a lot of stuff out of my system, wanting to experience that world, do drugs, travel to Turkey for four months with a backpack. And I did all that. So by the time I had kids, I was really ready. She said, I'm in bed at 745 every night now. I wake up at 345 and I go to bed at 11. And I love it because I've lived. You don't want to be 80 and on your deathbed and wonder what might have happened if I die tomorrow. I'm at peace with who I am in my life. Did you ever see her in uh, the movie Monster? I never did watch Monster. Oh, she no. was the one with the big eye. No, no she she's uh, Monsters Inc. <laughs> she was really um she was really good. I've seen yeah. uh scenes of it and yeah. been impressed. Yeah. Uh but I would like to see the movie. Yeah. I think the first time I saw her was in it was Two Days in the Valley, right? Yeah, that's where she really burst onto <sighs> the scene. There was a lot of kinky sex stuff in that. And yep. you were like it, it was like uh, not too long ago the other day the mask was on and that was the first we saw Cameron Diaz. Of Cameron Diaz and you're like Wow. <laughs> Same thing with Charlize Theron. Yeah, that yeah. first time you saw her, like, my goodness, she's taken, you know, beautiful to another level. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyhow, she's uh, in this movie, Long Shot. We were talking to uh, O'Shea the other day. He's in that, right? O'Shea Jackson, yeah. Yeah, O'Shea Jackson. So, uh, one last thing. Hulu now talks. <laughs> you just had your finger. I was waiting for on it. On the button. Who and Lou in one. Yeah. You, saw the, you saw the word Hulu on my uh, my info sheet here. Well, Hulu now tops 28 million subscribers in the U.S. Uh, the streamer grew its base by 40% or around 8 million members in the last year alone. It's adding a whole bunch of really good new programming. I, I, I started subscribing simply for Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale, which yeah, is coming back. Too. Yep. And uh, and then I caught on to uh, Mrs. Maisel, and I haven't. 
No, Mrs. Maisel's on Amazon Prime, though. Oh, I'm sorry. You're yeah. right about that. And the problem I, I have with Hulu is, is it, it you pay for it, you know, it's a yeah. monthly subscription, and they still throw commercials at you, mm-hmm. you know? Well, um, you, you can get you can get the upper yeah, tier. Bullcrap. And, and then they won't throw commercials at you. Okay. I watched an awesome documentary. All of you guys will like it uh, on Hulu yesterday, and it's called uh, Too Funny to Fail. It's about the Dana Carvey show. Uh, have you guys heard oh, about no, I've, I, no, oh, I haven't God. seen it, but I have heard about it. This, so... All of these incredibly talented, smart people worked on the Dana Carvey show, which debuted and lasted all of eight episodes in 1996. And it had Steve Carell and Stephen Colbert and Louis C.K. and and um, top of the tops, Robert Carlock, who went yeah. on to do Kimmy Schmidt, and like these incredibly talented, smart people. And and Dana Carvey is the lead in all of it. It's a great documentary, and uh, I would love for you guys to watch it I, because it's really funny. Money. Yeah, because that I, I forget who we were talking to somebody here who who is in. Was well, it? I'm not sure either. But but Robert because Smigel we, is in it too. And the just to wrap it around to, to Hulu again, Robert Smigel does as Triumph the Insult Comic Dog at the end of this documentary. He thanks all of the subscribers to Hulu. So it goes through like five people and then, <laughs> and then stops. But it's it's a great documentary. That's yeah, cool. Uh, Hulu's been aggressively growing its ad-supported plan by slashing prices to $6 per month. So they're making it cheaper, I guess. But they're also adding a lot of that Marvel uh, programming is coming up. And they they announced a Ghost Rider series, which I was mentioning yesterday. All right. We're ready for the clips now. iZombie, the comic book, eventually came to an end. Uh, And this year, the TV adaptation will, too. Uh, in this clip, Rose McIver reveals her feelings on the show entering its final season. Here we go. It's bittersweet. I mean, we're a family. We're all going to miss each other a lot. I love that show, but I think it's great that we knew it was our final season and we're able to write a great ending, and yeah. I think fans are going to love that. I don't I don't want to see it. I, I've never even heard of this movie. I watched uh, one or two episodes. It had a little bit of a wry sense of humor to it, but it... it uh, there was nothing we hadn't really seen before. Well, season five premieres tonight at 8 p.m. on the CW. <laughs> mm-hmm. Five se- it, it's been a friend for five years, Preston. <laughs> All right, here's the next clip. My sons were quick to, sh- uh, quick to show me the trailer of this yesterday. Uh, it dropped for uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. Uh, the movie starring Jim Carrey as the evil scientist, Dr. Ivo Robotnik. And in this clip, Jim discusses why he's excited to play this particular bad guy. To me, one of the funniest and mo- most fun things that a person can play in comedy is intelligence screwed up by ego. <laughs> uh, my sons were freaked out by this trailer. They don't like the way it looks at all. No? Really? Yeah, yeah. Did you play the game at all? Oh, all the time. I loved man. it. I loved it. Yeah, it was uh, one of the first games. Probably the first game I got on my Sega Genesis. And Massively just, kinetic. Yeah. Yeah. And you could play for hours. Let me ask you, though, because I, I played the game. I don't, just don't know that well. The Jim Carrey character, mm-hmm. is that in the video game? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, at the end of each level, uh, Dr. Robotnik would show up in some type of uh, of, a, of a vehicle to try and destroy Sonic the Hedgehog, and he was the boss. You had to beat him. And okay. at the end of this trailer, you see him in cartoon form, or, or a version of Jim Carrey that looks like the character from the, okay. from the uh, video game. Yeah, they matched his physical outfit with the video game outfit. Sonic the Hedgehog will release in theaters on November 8th, by the way. And there you go. It's your entertainment report this morning. Damn good. Thank you, sir. We have a lot going on today. Uh, John Lovitz is going to be in our studio. Our uh, friend Chef Nick uh, Elmy was going to be stopping by to tell us about an event. And Dennis Quaid on the program, too. Love him. There's a lot happening. We'll come back in a moment. Make sure that you stay with us this morning. 
Jackson's Jeep Club and Spirit Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram presents MMR's Mudder's Day 2019. Get dirty and get your Jeep on at Bridgeport Speedway, Sweetsboro, New Jersey, Saturday, May 11th. 15 bucks per Jeep gets you in and a go at the custom dirt obstacle courses and mud pits. Join us for another great day with our Jeeps in the dirt and mud. Plenty of room for spectators, too, with free parking. There'll be hundreds of Jeeps on site, Jeep parts to win, and you can even score MMRBQ tickets. Plus, cool vendors and food trucks, including Two Street Sammies and DHY Motorsports. MMR's Mudder's Day with Jackson's Jeep Club at Bridgeport Speedway. Tickets on sale now. WMMR.com for complete details. From Spirit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're selling excitement at 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, Marissa's got an event she wants to mention. What's happening, Marissa? Yeah, I'm really excited because last night I was trying Sterling Pig Beer at the Union Game, and tonight I will be at the brewery, um, and I actually just realized that. <laughs> made the connection. <laughs> you made the connection. <laughs> Literally, as I was standing here. Um, so Sterling Pig Brewery is having their grand opening, their quote-unquote grand opening, and we're also going to do a calendar raid. So I have uh, LC and Julie who are coming out to ha- uh, hang out, sign calendars. If you haven't gotten your calendar yet, it's a great time to get it. And it's, it's listen, only May. And the pictures are, are yeah. timeless. Yeah, cal- yeah. It's still, you know. And you- Julie is amazing. She goes to every single event. She is so much fun. And she uh, her picture is great in the calendar, too. Oh, my God. I agree. The, all of our girls are great. Um, so come out to Sterling Pig Brewery. It is in Westchester. And I will be there from 6 to 8 o'clock tonight. All right, excellent. Hang with Marissa. It's going to be fun. Hey, I uh, saw this thing I wanted to bring up. It is a, um, I told you, there, there's a lot of great articles in BuzzFeed, and sometimes they highlight, uh, you know, Reddit uh, threads and so on, and there was one that I know every single one of us can relate with, and it's basically titled, Oh My God, My Parents Are Going to Kill Me. Oh, yeah, when you brought this up, uh, literally three things <laughs> in my the, life, yeah. three things come to mind immediately they will haunt me until the day I die, mm-hmm. and the terror and fear that I that I had. So I love this topic. I have a, I have a couple in mind as well immediately, and, and thoughts of uh, my dad is gonna you know dad's gonna kill Ralphie. Dad's gonna kill <laughs> you know, Ralphie. But only it was me I was thinking about. Uh, but let me let me read you a couple of these examples, and feel free to uh, to chime in with your own. Here's one that says: When I was 11 years old, my parents weren't home one day. My older sister who didn't even have a learner's permit at the time, decided to practice pulling my mom's car in and out of our driveway. <laughs> oh, man. She convinced me to get in the car with her, and when she tried to brake, she hit the gas instead, and we plowed straight <gasps> into the house. Oh. oh, my God. Not only did she leave a huge hole in the house, but she broke the water main, and the house flooded, Oh, my too. God. And I was the one who had to call my dad and tell him. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, that's a bad one. Uh, Here's another one. When I was a teenager, I secretly went out drinking with my boyfriend, and we walked back to our house afterwards. Uh, He wasn't (laughs) supposed to stay the night, but he drunkenly stumbled into the house, and for some strange reason... Went to my parents' room oh, and passed out on the floor oh my God. next to their bed. No. You, you guys are such a cute couple. No, that's terrible. She said I was terrified as I tried to quietly wake him up and move him out. But, of course, he woke up super loud, waking up my parents immediately. What if he had woken up with the mom squatting over him? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What's so, your name? 
she thought she was going to die. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it doesn't get worse. My friend uh, took her college boyfriend home, and he got in bed with her parents. (gasps) Uh, Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. And <laughs> terrible. any idea how that ended? They, I mean, they're not together. She's married to somebody okay. else. But right. yeah, <laughs> um, here's one that says I was seven years old. And a lot of these are for women. I was seven years old and had just got my first pair of heels. So, of course, I thought it would be a good idea to tap dance on the glass table. <laughs> <laughs> well, when the table shattered, it was inevitably going to. My dad was so grateful that I wasn't hurt. He didn't even get mad. So you got lucky there. Oh, if you can do that. If if, yeah. if if the fear you're okay, thank God. If that overrides, uh-huh. I have one of those. I, there was uh, yeah. You want to go ahead? Yeah. Okay. So um, you know, I never liked to leave a room when I was a kid in a very laconic way. I would run out because <laughs> I'm a Superman. And uh, we had a front door that was, you know, uh, the screen door. At that point in time, it had one full sheet of glass. It was winter. And so my, I was chasing my brother, and he went out the door and pushed it open. And it was swinging back, and I thought I could run out before it closed. Oops. And I stunt-manned right through the glass. <gasps> I'm like, I don't know. 12 at the time. Oh, no kidding. And I blew through this, which I don't believe at that time was safety tempered glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I blew through it with such speed that it just, blew, you know, it, it shattered. Just blew out completely. And I was standing there on the on the front porch like, oh, am I okay? <laughs> and, and, and they were so furious, but amazed that I wasn't bleeding. Yeah. I got away with it. But, yeah. but it's amazing how quickly the thought Dad's going to kill me. Oh, and my God. Immediately I would rather have bled to death. Right. I always pretend you're hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kathy, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Uh, well, I, my, when my son had the, uh, he had the toilet plunger. That's and right. And he plunged. And he could have died. He Explain the story. He could have died. He uh, basically took the toilet plunger on a on the mirror in the bathroom, and it was a, a big mirror. Like half the wall size? Like probably about the size from like this computer monitor to that computer monitor. Okay, so that's All, a good was, five feet wide, yeah. It, big... it was the gigantic mirror, and yeah. I don't think he necessarily planned on doing this. No, of course but he, he did But he plunged the mirror off of the wall... <laughs> And and crashed down on his head and oh it hit uh, him oh yeah it hit him oh wow but you have to understand when you're a kid of course that's something you're gonna this yes. is going to be a great experiment hey, in fact he was probably trying to like climb the wall I can like, do this you know, like, hey, I'll do this as a profession yeah did it break oh it's sma- yeah oh and my god okay so he could have died he. Uh, a, a thousand different ways he could have died. You know, yeah. like he could have died just from the impact. He could have like sliced his neck open, whatever. Um, so it was the same thing. It's like. First of all, I had to figure out what happened. You yeah, know so what I mean? wait, wait, wait. So I, I put hold, a, hold on, hold yeah. on. How did you come across this? Did anybody come and tell you that oh, something happened? Oh no, you heard it. Okay, we, we were right, downstairs. Yeah, my Thank bad, you. my bad. No. You, you heard the crash. We heard the giant crash <laughs> oh <laughs> from upstairs. I mean, because it, it was also very, very heavy. So we ran upstairs, and you got three kids standing there, like, oh. okay, what happened here? What yeah. was the immediate answer? You know, I don't really recall because I was smart enough to go, everybody get in your your rooms. Yeah. All right? At first, is everybody okay? All right. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's bleeding. All right, everybody get into your rooms. Now I, I need to get these stories <laughs> separately, right? You had right? to separate because them. Because Avery was like, you know, and then and then she was like, nah, And I'm like, no, 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 no. Everybody leave. Do <laughs> so you go, to, you go into yes. like each room with a cup of coffee and light up a cigarette? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, so what happened? No. And can so we, I, can I was. Get, yeah. Can I get you anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Before we get started. Try to loosen your tie there. <laughs> I just want to let you know that you're uh, your sister. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> 
She dimed you out. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. All right. So, Dad, so I, bitch. I already know what happened, but yeah. I just want to hear from your <laughs> from your own mouth. So it, I I was able to get to the bottom of it, Terry. and and again. You're alive, you're not hurt, and that's all I care. Hey, it, it offers instant context to the whole thing, but there there are things that are, that are of less, mm-hmm. you know, than, than a life-threatening thing. When you're, especially when he did it, well, he must have thought, oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. So my, my son's friend just had something happen the other day, and it's this is, my dad told me not to do this like five times, yeah. and I did it anyway. And so he, he was obsessed with his butcher's knife. And so he took the butcher's knife, and he's trying to make spears, right? And, and his dad already yeah. caught him, you know? So That's he, how most people make their spears, with right? butcher knives. Well, you know So how, he's trying to sharpen a stick. He's yeah. trying to sh- sharpen a stick. I used to make spears differently. I never used it with a knife. but right. um, And he cut his thumb, and he ended up having to get taken to the emergency room. It was like two days ago, but yeah. like... What did I tell you? Well, yeah. How did you cut your thumb? I cut it on a uh, can of soda. Uh huh. Is what he told his dad. All right. Well, where's the can? It's upstairs. So he starts going upstairs, and the kid, bam, runs right past him, runs up the stairs, throws the knife underneath the couch, and the dad's like, "Dude, like I saw you, (laughs) you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're exaggerating the issue." He's like, but you know, when you cut your thumb open, you're like, oh my god, my dad's gonna kill me. Yep, yep. I had, uh, and not as dramatic as that, but I remember this. And I was, I was pre kindergarten, so I had to have been four years old, maybe. My dad had a motorcycle. It was a 250 cc, good size motorcycle, oh. in the garage. And as a kid, I would crawl, climb up on that thing. I was told not to play on the motorcycle. Don't do it. Don't it's do it. It's a motorcycle. I know. It's the coolest thing ever. And I, somehow or another, I knocked that thing off its kickstand. It oh, fell over. No. It did not land on me. Had it at four years old, it could have killed me. Yeah. You know, and I just left. <laughs> I just left, and I left the motorcycle there. Maybe they won't notice. You know. That the motorcycle's on its side. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I don't remember, because I was that young, how mad my dad got or anything like that or how I got in trouble. I do clearly know that they knew it was me, but I thought immediately, they're going to kill me. I, That's exactly what I yeah, thought. Yeah, uh, there, there's nothing to... Honestly, you, you're, you're, you're just thinking, maybe I'll be lucky and die before they find out. Yeah. Here's another one. Then I'm going to go to some yeah. phone calls because we have a tongue coming in. This says, when my sister and I were younger, we had a pet rabbit named Buster who was sadly killed by the neighbor's dogs one day and buried in a plastic bag in our garden. Well... A few years later, my sister and I got curious about Buster. We dug him up. Oh we used God. my mom's good kitchen scissors to oh open my, the bag. Oh, my God. But the smell was so excruciatingly bad that we just quickly buried him again and put the scissors away. Later that night, my mom was using the scissors oh and God. trying to figure out what that awful smell oh was. Gross. Oh, gross. When we came clean, she was actually smelling Buster. She was livid. Oh she was God. smelling dead Buster <laughs> on the scissors. Let me go to some calls. I'll get uh, Mike, our first Mike. We got a couple of mics on the line. Hey, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, everybody. How are you? Good. So when did you think your your mom or your dad was going to kill you? Well, besides every other day, it was usually my dad. That's how I used to make decisions. Yeah. Uh, so I was 17, senior in high school, Delaware County, growing up in Havertown. We were uh, ready to go out. My dad said, no, you're not going out on Mr. Stein. It's Mr. Stein. I said, come on. I'm 17 years old. I'm a senior in high school. Let me be. He's like, all right. Man. Not, I, I better not get a call from the police station. That's what his last words were to me. <laughs> so we're out. We're in Lawrence Park Shopping Center. My friends and I, there was just two of us. Decided to throw some eggs at some pedestrians walking around Lawrence Park shopping center. Oh, you a hole! Oh, next thing we know, there's a there's a undercover cop in a truck following us. My friend doesn't know it's a cop, so he's trying to speed away from the guy. And the guy's like flagging us down, takes us to the Marble Police Station, 
cop says, all right, you got to call your dad. I said, what? He's like, you got to call your dad. uh, okay. So I dial the phone number. My dad picks up. I hang up on him. I don't even say anything. Cop, he he says, he calls him back and he says, uh, hello, such and such. Your son is, uh, your son's being arrested for disorderly conduct, citation. And, uh, I hear, I hear the cop go, sir, sir, no, no, no. He's a juvenile. We can't can't just put him in jail. (laughs) That's how you do it. Put him in jail. Yeah. No, sir. It's worse than being at the police station. Oh, my. Well, and then so now I I have two boys of my own and I preface everything by telling them when you make a decision, say to yourself, will my father kill me? Yeah, you make that decision. That's a great that's a great line to leave. You you know what, though, Mike, what happens is and you get that. And even as a kid, you'll get the lecture and you'll understand it. But then there'll be that moment where you walk into the garage and there's that shiny motorcycle. Yeah, I know. And that tends to override all yeah. the stuff you know better, yep. and it just happens. Oh. Well, Steve, you know the saddest part of this is while I'm sitting here waiting to get I'm thinking of 87 other stories. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, yeah, Tommy. Get yeah. back to us another time, Mike. We appreciate it, bud. Take care. All right. See you later. Uh, let's go to, oh, my God. Let me go to uh, John. Hi, John. Good morning. <laughs> hey, John. <laughs> What's your story? You thought they were your parents were going to kill you. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so I was maybe like 9 or 10. I was a firebug growing up. Oh, yeah. me too. Mm. Were you? Yeah. yeah. I used to like, I, I'm not now. No. Okay. Now. Well, that's good. <laughs> not that you're an adult. So, um, I was, you know, experimenting with matches outside, and um, I lit a book of matches on fire and got a little out of hand, and I threw it, and it landed in a whole thing of dry leaves in our neighbor's yard. Mm-hmm. The entire yard caught fire. Oh, man. Like, just entire thing called fire, and it just kept getting closer and closer to this neighbor's house. All I did was panic and run away. Oh, yeah. you just just and, bailed. And, yeah, oh, yeah, I bailed, and my friends ratted me out, of course. Yeah. Because, you know, what are friends for? <laughs> and uh, I, I just thought, I was like, that's it. They're, they're just going to murder me. I'm yeah. Dead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's serious John, stuff. Question Have they told you to stop playing with matches or fire at any point? Um, I don't think they knew. I mean, this, so this was the first time I got caught. Um, okay. All right. Thankfully, because uh, I almost burned our house down, too, by lighting a tissue on fire and it got out of hand. <laughs> oh, my I God. It landed on the carpet. I mean, it's <laughs> that's bad. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, that, that the house didn't burn down. And thank you, John. I appreciate it. And, and your parents, I'm sure, had uh, there was hell to pay for that. But it's it's exponentially worse when you've been told many times, yeah. don't do this. Well, I so as, as a as a young man, I'm uh, I'm doing, you know, I got my Super 8 camera and I'm going to make stop motion movies like King Kong. And I got my whole thing. I got my light, this big light that would heat up. I was making it in the living room. We had a rug in the living room. You know, I had my, my there was a table I was doing it on. And so I, I was, you know, I would sit the thing down. It had a stand on it, but I was sitting it down like on the carpet on its stand. Yeah. Mother kept saying, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't put that there. Don't do that. And they were away out for the day shopping at the mall or whatever. And I did it. And so it was like a big dome on it. It fell over. Oh, no. And just burned a hole in the carpet right down to the wood. Oof. There was this hole, like this big hole in, in the you try and, and cover it up? Yeah, I took a pot. <laughs> mind you, I took a potted plant <clears throat> that was nowhere near it and uh. sat, and the hole was about three feet from the wall, oh. yeah. and just sat the potted plant there. 
in like in the middle of the floor. They'll never know. It's like there's no way they wouldn't know it happened. They found it instantly, notice. and I, but I was dying. Yeah, Kathy. Yes. Oh, you had you were. You had uh, I don't up. know. Oh, all right. So listen, I was at my daughter's softball game. This is a long, sort of drawn out story. There was a fire that lit up behind home plate. All right, so because there were, there were woods behind home plate, I had to go put it out. <laughs> And okay. there were three kids there. Um, and so, you know, me and some other guy, uh, we'd take a couple of buckets because it was next to the creek. And we just, you know, we, we, we put the fire out. It was actually pretty decent size. As I'm walking up, there are these three kids there that are looking guilty as hell. And me jokingly, I go, ooh, <laughs> this one kid, this little turd, he goes, Stop messing with us and lunges at me. I was like, and there was another parent there. I, I'm laughing out. I'm, I'm like, did this little kid just lunge at me? Like, and I was only messing around. I was, you know, I was like, ooh, I'm fairly certain they were playing with matches back there, and that's how the, this fire. Did you find out that was the case? Well, no, but I was telling some other guy, I go, hey, I think they were playing with matches. And he says, dude, my friend burned his house down playing with matches. And I'm like, okay, well, I think your parents should kill you if you actually. We literally burned your house down with you were playing with matches. He was, right. doing, you know, and you said you had the fire bug. Yeah, Preston, yeah. didn't yep. you burn down an entire A field? Field, yeah. <laughs> we put it. At, we me and my buddy had had to stomp it out with our feet, and we melted our shoes in the process. And I had to throw those shoes away. Uh, so anyhow, let me let me go over to Chuck because he's got a story about. Uh, so I'm nervous. I'm nervous care. telling this story because oh, I was really? in so much trouble for so long. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was four years old, and I accidentally lit my bed on fire. Oh, Whoa. my God. So uh, we lived in an apartment. My sister was in school. My dad was working. My sister and I shared a bedroom when we were little. My mom was asleep in my sister's bed, and I was sitting up in my bed <laughs> reading a comic book. And it must have been a, a strangely cloud, cloudy day because a cloud would go in front of the sun, and I would lose my light, and then a cloud, and then the light would come back. Right. And then the cloud would go in front of the sun, and right. lose the light, and the light would come back. And I thought, my dad has a Super 8 video camera, right, that had like a headlight you could put on top of it. Sure. It's like, the it, same <laughs> light that gets to be a thousand it's degrees. A zillion degrees, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. They're, they're just horribly hot. So I go and I get that light and I sit it on my bed. Mm-hmm. And when the cloud goes in front of the sun, I turn the light on. Okay. <laughs> and then the cloud goes, you know, and then yeah. I, get, I turn it off. I turn yeah. it on. I turn it off. Yeah. turn it on. And finally I turn it on and woof. The, the sheets go up and oh my flames. god! Wow! <gasps> my mom leaps out of her bed, out of my oh sister's my bed, god. and is stomping and and you know hitting it and pushing me out of the way and all this other stuff. And she says, and by the way, the funny part is we had matching sheets. My sister and I, they were like these brown sheets, and I destroyed them. And she says, "Don't ever tell your father; he will kill you." Right? Wow. We didn't tell my dad until I was in my 30s. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Did, did he get pissed when you said it? Uh, he, he, at that point, yeah, you know, yeah, I think we were just bragging over other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, Dad, didn't you ever notice that the matching sheets never matched anymore? You know, like when we were kids. Dude, you could have died. You could have died. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. like a metal casing with a glass front. The thing got a million degrees. And even, yes. And even though it had like like a couple of, of like little thin bars across it, yeah. it didn't yeah. matter. It was so goddamn hot. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, here's here's another quick story I'm going to read, and then I'll go to the more phone calls, Steve. But this is a, this is out of the they'll never notice uh, category, like my potted plant. Exactly. So this is in the middle think, of the floor. I think your parents are going to kill you. This says my brother and I were home alone and tossing beanie babies to each other in the living room. Well, one happened to hit the ceiling fan, 
and the entire fan came crashing down. Oh, wow. We were too afraid to call our dad at work, so we called our mom, who was in another state on a business trip, and it has become the family story. The time we took out the whole ceiling fan and thought our dad would never find out. <laughs> took out the whole ceiling fan. Uh-huh. It just disappears, and he's not going to notice. I will go to Dustin. Hi, Dustin. Good morning. Oh, look who it is. It's Preston. Hey, hey, Dustin. What's up, buddy? So uh, back when I was younger, uh, I'd say probably elementary school, uh, I was playing. My my brother and I shared a room. He's about two years younger than me. And he just kept, like, whining and this and that. So I went down, and I was big into wrestling, so I did, like, the ankle lock submission. And he just kept going back at it, so I kept going down. I did it, like, two or three times. Well, I'd say probably the fourth time, I did it really hard, and I cracked his ankle. Oh, he broke his ankle. Yes. So then I started crying because I was like, I am in so much crap. Like, I'm I'm screwed. And then uh, he was a big whiner, so my mom thought he was faking it the whole time. She made him walk the mall for a little bit. Walk it off? And and his, his, his ankle was all swollen. You know, they took him to the... uh, I guess the doctor or the emergency room, I can't remember. And they're like, yeah, his, his uh, growth plate in his ankle's fractured. I was like, oh, I guess he wasn't faking it. Well, <laughs> did, I heard the pop. Did it ever come back to you? Did you ever admit that you were yeah, the one who yeah. did it? She's like, you're grounded from wrestling, uh, from wrestling for quite a while. Wow. Uh, yeah. But... As long as that's all it is, that's it. It's those things also when you're when you're told, as you said, Preston, time and time again, not to do it, not yep. to do it, not to do it. There was a chair in our den. My father, it was a weird thing because he bought the chair because he liked the way it looked. It looked like a it looked like a cool 60s, 70s chair. It was just, uh, you know, a, a chair that uh, rotated and it was like almost like a little hand holding your ass, you know. Yeah. And it was like so he never used it. But I sat in it all the time and I would actually lean forward on it. It was just Four like legs sticking out at the base, and it was just a pole that went up to the bottom of the chair. And my mother kept saying, "Don't lean on that. Don't lean on that." And I would lean it forward. I was watching TV, and I'd do like these little yeah, yeah. rocking back and forth. Don't yeah. lean on it. Don't lean on it. I snapped the whole chair assembly right off the base. <laughs> yeah. And my mother goes, "Well, you're going to have to tell your dad you did that." Yeah. And oh. and and I'm and so from the time I got home to school, and of course it's one of those nights where my dad's getting home later than normal. Oh, you're just. So- Dying in it, pissing myself, yeah. and it was right out of a Christmas story. And I, I think I've told, might have told this story before. F- having dinner, and you know, my dad notices this dumb hand chair that's suddenly not there. Yeah. And what happened to the chair? Oh, Steve uh, was rocking on it and broke. So here's some more. And my mom did the Melinda Dillon thing from a Christmas story. I'm like a distraction. Oh my god. Yeah. And, and and you know, my my father looks at me like you dumbass. And that was it. But. It, <laughs> My 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 torture was so I can I'm sweating now thinking about it. I love the line from that day forward. Things were different between my mother and I. <laughs> yeah, and actually that held true for my mom no as well. Yeah. I see yeah. the bears are in town. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> uh, let me go to Derek. Hey, Derek. Good morning. Hey, really sorry to bother you guys at work. It's all good, dude. So, when did you think your your mom or your dad were going to kill you? So uh, I was about probably 14 at the time uh my parents were out for the day and uh my dad has always been a, a big corvette collector uh, one time he had four at one time and um i decided to uh go into where he quote unquote hid the keys and grab the keys to the uh 2003 50th anniversary event oh, okay and uh, i was like i'm just gonna do a quick lap around the neighborhood you know, <laughs> oh, you know? yeah 
And so our, our neighborhood was literally like a NASCAR track. It was an oval like that. And um, I took it around, did like 20, 25 miles an hour. I was like, oh, that was cool. You know, one more time. I'll do one more time. <laughs> one oh, more time. <laughs> I sped it up a little bit. I was doing maybe like 40 through the neighborhood. No problem. Right? I was like, all right, that was cool. I was like, all right, nobody noticed. I'm going to do it one more time. I was on it. I was doing probably like 50 to 60 through the neighborhood. Um, went past some lady's house, and she saw me. Now, granted, like, my head barely looked over the steering wheel. I could barely reach the pedals. How old were you? 14. I was about 14. Ugh. And uh, it was a manual, too. It was a six-speed manual car. So I had a real problem with the pedals. So um, she followed me. She came out, pulled out of her driveway. She must have been in her driveway or something. She pulled out of her driveway, followed me back to where I live, followed down the driveway. She's like, where's your parents at? I'm like, I'm going to tell your parents, speeding through the neighborhood, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Oh, man. And I was like, I was like, oh, they're not home. She's like, I'm calling the police, whatever. I was like, no, no, don't call the cops, don't call the cops. She's like, I'm going to call them. And then, like, I forget what happened, but she left. You must have been like, left. I'm going to have to kill this chick. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to have to kill her. I'm, like, hiding in my room, looking out the front window, waiting for the cops to show up and stuff. And, like, for hours, I was just sitting in my room, waiting, looking at the driveway, waiting for the cops to come. And uh, it never came. I was like, cool. My parents came home. I was like, oh, maybe I'm in the clear. Maybe she was, like, empty threat. So... Uh, the next day, I think it was a Saturday, she showed up at my doorstep, and she was like, I just want to let you know your son took the Corvette out and was speeding through the neighborhood. She was telling my mom. Well, my mom immediately grabbed the, the hair dryer cord and started chasing me around the house with the hair dryer. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. trying to beat the snot out of me. Yeah. But, um, so that was it. Nothing really came of it. Um, you what know, about Dad, though, Derek? What about Dad? It was so, his vet. So here's, here's the funny thing, right? So my dad and I always had a great relationship. A couple days later, of course, he was disappointed in front of mom and whatnot. So a couple days later, he I, he called me. I was I was at like doing some uh, yard work for a neighbor or something like that, like kid shops. And um, he was like, "So he's like, just tell me real quick." He's like, "How'd you do? Oh. Like, did you did you stall it?" He's like, "How was it?" <laughs> oh wow! Okay, yeah, all right. So he was cool with it, but uh, yeah, you you, you cool. got your beating, which you yeah, probably exactly. deserved. Nice, <laughs> all right, thanks, Derek. Sometimes they're cool about it. It's like in uh, Catch Me If You Can, Leonardo DiCaprio, he's uh, pretending to be a teacher for like a month. (laughs) And he gets busted and and his dad comes in with him and and they get the sit down. And as they're leaving, they kind of look at each other and just start laughing about how (laughs) funny it was. Uh, Let me go to, wow, very rarely do we have a Preston on the phone lines. Hey, Preston, you're on the air. Hey, guys, what's up? Hey, buddy, wanted to hear about the time you messed up big time. You thought your parents were going to kill you. Well, I'm actually going to tell you that my name is DJ, but I figured if I told him it was Preston. Ah, smart move. You son That's of a bitch. Great. I like it. What's up, buddy? Uh, so when I was a kid, do you guys remember that Sharpie had those huge king-size metal permanent markers? Yes, yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. Well, our kitchen had a nice, bright white linoleum floor. So me being the Picasso that I am, <laughs> I decided to put a mural across every square inch of that kitchen floor. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Dude. Uh, how old were you? Parents, I was probably like four or five at the time. And I'm guessing the trauma of the punishment I got is so bad because I can't really remember how bad I got it. Yeah. But I know that my dad tried everything under the sun to get that permanent marker out. Oh. Gasoline. <laughs> One of his coworkers suggested mayonnaise, and he was like, "All right, I think I'll try that. I'm not going to go to mayonnaise." Wow. Oh man. <laughs> and I'm sure this is still a family story to this day. Oh yeah. Every time, like we just redid our kitchen, they're like, "Yep, last time we had to redo the floor is when you decided." To come <laughs> <up."> <laughs> I love it. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. you-
Uh, I want to read a couple more of these. Here's one that says, I was 14 years old playing with some dry ice, trying to carbonate lemonade in a thermos. Uh, I left the top open a little bit to let the air out, but not enough. After a loud, deafening explosion, our ears were ringing, and we could see the cap of the thermos embedded in our ceiling. So my mom and dad were glad I wasn't hurt, but I wasn't allowed to play with dry ice anymore after that. (laughs) They put dry ice in and put a cap on it, and that expands. Oh, my God. uh, Wow. You can, you know, you start to talk. Any of these stories, just tacitly, I feel the angst and anxiety. And, and, you know, how many, I've been an adult for quite a while now, but you just revert to that kid terror. Mm -hmm. Here's another great one. My house growing up was on a hill with steep slope driveway. And one day I decided to ride down it in a computer chair that had wheels on it. Mm. Well, the ride down was fun until I hit the spot where the driveway met the road and one of the chairs completely broke off. So this isn't the whole yeah. the only thing that happens is I panicked. I quickly returned the chair to the computer room. I propped up on I propped it up on the broken leg hoping no one would notice. <laughs> no one did. Till my stepdad took a seat in it and the chair completely collapsed beneath <laughs> him. Yeah. Now sometimes you try to sell that Hey, what'd, what'd you, you do? do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wow. All right, let me see. Uh, what'd I will, you do? I, will... <laughs> I got Mike R. on the line. Hey, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. How you doing? You guys rock. Thank oh! you. What's up, Mike? So I was probably about 11 years old, and uh, I grew up in the Midwest. Things were a little different. I'm probably about 40 now. So me and my friend went through my dad's closet and he had a bunch of guns in there and stuff. And we find a canister of fine black gunpowder. Oh my God. We decide that'll be fun to play with. Right. Of course. And we, we take apart some pens and we're filling them up with this powder and putting like little wicks in them and trying to make these little rockets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we got a couple to go off and all of a sudden one of them doesn't go off. So me and my friend go walking over towards it. My buddy's got this whole canister of powder in his hand still. Oh, and as we walk up to the one that didn't go off, it just, the whole thing explodes. A giant, giant fireball. And we both like cover our face to, to block our face. We had like second degree burns up and down our arms. Whoa. Jesus. Okay. So, so we're going to freak out. We don't know what to do. So, you know, it hurts. We're, we're holding our arms in cold water and stuff. What, what are we going to tell the old man when he comes home like he's going to kill us? Yeah. So we were in the Midwest. Like I said, we used to burn our garbage. So I said, you know what? We'll tell him that we were burning the garbage. And newspaper flew out and, like, wrapped around our arms. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> good. So we go with that. But the old man didn't believe it. You know what I mean? Really? Shocking. Kind of goes with it. And then suddenly, like two days later, we're outside walking, and there's the canister with both ends blowing off. And it all all came clear there. You knew what happened from that. Oh you God. you you try, and actually, all things considered, it, it wasn't a bad deflection, but the clock was ticking. Hey, Preston, you had thanks, Mike. You've had your share of diversion stories uh, where your your was, dad didn't buy it for a second. I just I, I just thought of the one that I've told you guys before, and yeah. I wrecked my sister's truck. Man, <laughs> it was. Uh, <laughs> A guy was sitting in the in the <laughs> car next or in the in the cab next to me, and uh, I, I turned to talk to him. And as I did, I pulled the wheel to the right. I didn't realize <laughs> I did this. And next, instead of just going off onto the shoulder, there was a ditch, and at the base of a ditch was a chain link fence, <laughs> long one. It was like a like a water plant or something, you know, a water treatment plant or something like that. I was driving next to, and we. The whole side of the truck because we were doing, you know, maybe 45 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. And just. 
I look over. He's got his hands on the dashboard, uh, and and the fence is whipping by. It's ripped off the side view mirror, and just completely from bumper to bumper ripped up the entire side of Jesus the Christ. of the truck. And I and I, I jerk the wheel back up. We get up on the road and stop. And my first thought is. Dad's going to kill me. <laughs> Dad is going to kill me. How long before the, the, did you get an immediate story concocted? Oh, or, yeah. Okay, now, and that okay. was the dog, right? The dog ran out. <laughs> By the way, there were, there were chain link fences on both sides of this road. Sure. Because yeah. it was a sprawling, you know, yeah. industrial area. A dog would have been nowhere near there. Right. And also, you know, the truth behind the story is not that bad of an excuse. You know what, Dad? Like, I just turned to talk to my friend, and uh, and I just lost control of the car. Somehow that seems, yeah. that would have been a tough, because he's like saying, hey, when I talk to people, I lose control of the car. Yeah. Well, the part that I left out was what I was saying to my friend as I turned was, <laughs> do you have those joints with you? <laughs> I've never shared that with anybody. And uh, and we weren't we were on our way. This wasn't anywhere near the high school. We were going to high school for a basketball game. <laughs> it was miles out of oh, the way. Geez. Did we I say high whole, school? We were a road trip along the way. I meant an industrial park. Wiped it out. I told my dad it was a it was a uh, um, a dog, and he just kind of shook his head, and the anger is just seething. And then he gave me a ride to the basketball game. And years later, I confessed, and he just goes, "I knew, I knew it." <laughs> oh. It's I, much, I didn't ruin the car. I, I think I got, it was either one or two flat tires, but same thing. Um, I was in the, the car with a friend and we said that uh, a cat ran out in front of us. But what we were doing, we didn't just turn to each other. I think I told you this before. We were, um, we had red licorice, the long strings. And so we were doing the lady in the tramp spaghetti <laughs> yeah. eating and uh-huh. I crashed into the trash cans up on the curb. And I think it, I think it was two flat tires. I think it was oh the, the driver's side uh, and then the back as well. Uh, there's a, tweet in response to this what we're talking about right now it's from our friend jess margera uh says uh, me and bam were playing hide and seek when we were three and four years old let's hide from mom uh it went on so long the police found us in the basement storage cabinet april called the cops oh, at least you guys never quit man Unfortunately, that went on for the rest of their lives. You wrote it out. Wow. Those uh, those are the worst. We were told not to go. There was a con- house construction at the end of our block. You know, when you're growing up and developments weren't completed, it was like no man's land. Yeah. So there was like, you know, uh, so we, my friend, don't go there. Don't go in those houses. You yeah. go in those houses, you could die. You fall off. You don't know if those things are fully built. You don't know if those floors are stable. Of course, not only are we walking around, I'm riding my bike up the stairs yeah. and all yep. on the floors. And, of course, you know, my dad pulls up, you know, and I'm, Woo! <laughs> and it's like, oh, no. Yeah. But it's, again, we, I don't, I, it must have been 500 times where he told not to go there, and I still went. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Let me go to, Mike's been on hold for like 25 minutes. Hey, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Mike, are you there, buddy? Oh, yeah, I am. Yeah, right. I'm here. Hey, what's I'm up, here. man? I just want to mention what Steve mentioned about going through the door. With the glass? Yeah. That happened to me when I was like eight years old. Oh. Yeah, my brother and I were playing Superman. <laughs> he went first through the door, hit the door part, went out. I went second. I went through the glass. <laughs> the and same I thing. 17, I got 17 stitches in my lower forearm. Dude, then I then I won because I, I – and that's why – so, the, honestly, that glass broke in a way that was not – you know, it was it was it could be deadly. Yeah, but at least you were really hurt. And, yeah. And that didn't um, – <laughs> you know, as opposed to dad's going to kill me, it's like, oh, my God, I might die because yeah. I'm bleeding. 
Uh, yeah. But, but uh, thank you, Mike, for bringing that up because a whole other conversation sometime might be, I was playing Superman, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> How many injuries do you think happen from playing, playing I got a full either wrestling, wrestling or superhero? Oh, wrestling or superhero. Superman, yeah. a full-on concussion. Oh, my God. No kidding. Yeah. No, I was I, playing I, Superman. Yep. yep. Because almost, you, st- you start to think, as a kid, I, I can go up in a couple extra feet and make this jump. Mm-hmm. Right. But yep. wrestling, because it's fake and you don't realize that as a kid, like, yeah. I almost paralyzed my friend Mike. I gave him a, 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 it's a DDT, right? I didn't, I didn't know. I mean, like, oh, yeah, I had who, no idea. I was anybody, like, dude, I'm going to do the DDT. Anybody who ever actually tried to give a pile driver to somebody in real oh life? Oh, my God. Uh, uh, risk killing them. Bruce yep. Lee. Bruce Lee caused many injuries for me. <laughs> there I, you I, go. I, when the kung fu craze first started, the show came on. Yeah. All right. We may have to come back to that sometime. I wrote it down. Let me go next to Christy. Hi, Christy. Good morning. Good morning, guys. I love your show. Oh, oh thank you. We love you, Christy. Thank you. What's the story when you thought your parents were going to kill you? Okay, so this was 1984. I lived on the main line. I was in ninth grade, and I went to school in the city, and I took the train every day. So my mom was away for a couple of days, and my older sister, uh, eight years older than me, was, quote-unquote, taking care of me. Well, my my boyfriend, um, he lived in Chestnut Hill, um, he came over after school, and we decided that he would sleep over mm-hmm. since my mom wasn't there. And um, he hid in the cl- when my sister got home from work. He hid in the closet until she like went about her business, and then we, you know, he came out of the closet. And we just hung out in my room all night. Well, the next morning we decided let's pretend that we're going to school, but not. And then when my sister leaves for work. We'll come back to the house and just hang out all day. Mm-hmm. So it was a very snowy day, and the train that I take to school crashed. And they took all of the people that were injured to the Bryn Mawr Hospital. So um, my sister heard this. My mom heard this. They called the school. I wasn't there. Oh, no. They called... Um, they called the house. I didn't answer. They called my neighbor. My neighbor came over and knocked on the door. She's like, Christy, everybody's looking for you. The train crashed. What are the freaking odds? Oh, yeah. Oh, what are the freaking odds? The train you would have been on. Yeah. yeah. Now, but that wasn't, you know, the mm. other part of the story was that the boyfriend slept over. Yeah. Yeah. No, that we know that part. Yeah. And, and here we are sitting, eating cereal on a snowy day, <laughs> watching cartoons. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm in so much trouble. And my mother used to have this saying. She used to say, you can't snow the snowman. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, "She said you can't snow the snowman. I know that there's more to this story, and oh. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. And it was that the boyfriend slept over. I don't even know if she ever found out. Well, but I- we I mean, the fact you were a lot, you weren't in it, you know, they, for the for a good portion of that, they're thinking you're buried under rubble or something after a train yeah, they're crash. Panicking. Yeah, they're panicking. So, Although your parents might say something like, I wish you'd die. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were dead. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to wish exactly. you were dead. Yeah. I, I, seriously, I feel like nauseous just even thinking about well, it. I that, that's a classic. There's yeah. a classic Laurel and Hardy Thanks. movie called Sons of the Desert where they, they, they say they're going to go for physical therapy and they're going to go do this. And what they're really doing is they're going off to a convention with all their rowdy, you know, lodge mates. Mm-hmm. And uh, the ship that they were supposed to be on that took them to this place, it sinks unbeknownst to them. Mm-hmm. So they get the wives are like, 
they're looking in the newspaper and they're they're home and so we couldn't help but notice that the ship you were on sank. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, um, oh yeah, well we um, uh, we swam. We, we ship hiked. <laughs> <laughs> you ship hiked. I love it. All right. Well, it's happened to all of us. It's if you've got kids, it's going to happen to them most likely. So just a heads up on that. And thanks for sharing the stories. We got to take a break. We're going to do that very thing. We'll come back in a moment, and uh, we'll have some bizarre file stories. This is enough for the bizarre file, but we got more on the way. We're returning just a little bit. Dennis Quaid on the program. Yeah. John Lovitz in our studio. Stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I have a question about your traffic report, yeah. Kathy. On that screen, because I, I don't, we, we don't see what Kathy's reading while she's going through uh, the traffic, does it actually say the word Blue Root or does it say 476 and you just translate it to yeah, Blue Root? Yeah, no, it just, it gives like the actual numbers. So okay, but yeah. you you throw the, uh, the the local names out there. If you don't, yep. you're criticized. Like how could Seriously? you? Seriously? I mean, yeah. I like, mean, I understand. I mean, it's what people know those areas as, so, but I mean, it's not their legitimate names. Right. It's not the legitimate name. And yeah. um, sometimes that's how you'll be able to tell uh, somebody who is local or at least been here for a long time as opposed to somebody. So when they have traffic reporters that come into town and start working, they'll actually go through all of that with them so that they right. don't, they're not saying, you know, I mean, it's, uh, technically it's, you know, 476, uh, 476 or yeah. I-476. But sometimes if you hear people say that and yeah. they're like, okay. So a lot of the news stations will actually, you know, train them and let them know what the nicknames are. And the only way to really find that stuff out is is to just somebody's gonna have to tell you about it. Yeah. If they're not from the area, you move yeah. here. Oh, by the way, we call that the blue yeah. route. So somebody's... I had a friend who who worked here in Philadelphia. Um, she was not from here. She worked here in Philadelphia. Uh, she moved from here to Chicago. And so when she came here, she you know learned all of the roads, and then she got to Chicago, and mm. they like killed her out there because she didn't really have anybody to. She worked yeah. for a traffic company so she didn't really go through the training yeah of... there's like the loop there's all kinds of things that yes. have nicknames there as well and so she had to like she had to learn she she did it herself but she figured out you know oh. what the nicknames were and <laughs> stuff like that because they were really giving her a hard time about not knowing the roads okay. if somebody says i-676 around here you know that they're talking about new jersey and not talking right, about the vice right. expressway but that's they're both 676, 676 right. yeah. Right, exactly. Okay, was curious about that. Um, let's do... Oh, you know what? Uh, what another what, quick what? thing. Before we do the Bizarre File, I forgot that I actually have $50 gift cards Ooh. to give away for Sedona Tap House. Uh, so let's give one to caller number 11 at 215-263-WMMR, and you will be good to go. So come and get it. Let's do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Robbins Diamonds and Tax-Free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins, Delaware, Diamonds. Uh, a Domino's restaurant employee in Texas channeled his inner Hulk when he beat a co-worker for spoiling Avengers Endgame. Wow. He beat up someone for ruining the movie. Justin Surface, who is 33, was cited for assault on Sunday after police say he attacked a fellow employee for ruining what is now one of the highest-grossing movies of all time. Uh, one customer said that's hilarious when he was being interviewed by the uh, TV station. He said, it just seems kind of insane to me, but it's hilarious. 
Uh, in fact, uh, the similar incident, which we reported in the Bizarre File the other day, occurred in Hong Kong uh, when an, um, uh, somebody beat... Uh, this guy was going around spoiling it for people who were about to walk in and see the movie. In the multiplex, right? Yeah. People waiting in line, and yeah. the crowd descended on him and beat the piss out of him. And an open letter shared on Instagram on it back in April 16th, uh, directors Anthony and Joe Russo pleaded with fans who already watched the superhero film to remain <laughs> tight-lipped about it. For just such a reason. For your own safety. Yes, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, police arrested a man they believed robbed the same Dairy Queen twice in one day in Pueblo, Colorado. On Monday, police were, you know, because that's where the ice cream that's, is. That's <laughs> absolutely, that's where the ice cream is. A Monday, on Monday, police were called to the Dairy Queen uh, for Maybe an armed... should start stealing money. Uh, for an armed robbery in progress. A man, reportedly armed with multiple guns, left the business with cash... The suspect even tried to carjack a woman in the drive-thru of the business, but he failed. The suspect got away on foot, and police weren't able to track him down. Do you think thieves of these, this nature sort of, you know, incrementally move up? I'm going to start with Dairy Queens and well, then... Well, this guy wanted to stick with it because about two hours later, police received a call from the same man that was trying to rob the same Dairy Queen. It wasn't like he went to another... Isn't the rule, though, you, the... Location. You never returned to the scene of the crime? Yeah, police say he tried to carjack an employee this time and oh. once again failed. The suspect ran from the scene. Police set up a perimeter, used night vision equipment, and they found him hiding in a field. Uh, <laughs> he tried running, but he was caught. He just hiding in a field. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> suspect was identified as Levi John Roberts, and he is facing two counts of aggravated robbery. Uh, politics can stink, and that was the message delivered by a traveler to... Uh, airport inspectors in Alaska who found moose crap inside of his carry-on bag. Moose crap? Yeah, they call them moose nuggets. Oh. And uh, that's what Sounds he had. Sounds tastier. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man told agents that he collects the droppings and he likes to present it for politicians and their effing policies. Okay. Uh, TSA. Well, now we understand, sir. Please board. Spokeswoman uh, says the discovery didn't warrant writing a report and the man was sent on his way with the poop. Is it? Well, how is it? Was it just loose in the luggage, or was it know. in a baggie or something? They didn't indicate. It's not known if he was the same person, but a man was seen possessing or passing out baggies of moose nuggets. Oh, there you go. At the Capitol on the same day as a protest against the governor's proposed budget. I'm hoping he had it in some sort of Tupperware, Gladware, or something like that. Yeah. But, you know? By the way, but that, would that be considered hazardous material or hazardous waste? Or mm. isn't there a biological risk to that? Not in Anchorage. You know? I guess so. <laughs> no. Uh, an investigation has begun after a defendant doused himself with acid as he was being sentenced in court. I guess he wasn't happy with the way things were going. Mark Marshall was in the dock in inner London Crown Court after being jailed for fraud when he poured a noxious substance onto his face. I'll show me. <laughs> He's in a critical condition in the hospital, and a female custody officer who was guarding him in the dock was also treated. Uh, the how case... do you get in there? With... How do you get acid? Well, that's the thing. The case is likely to raise searching questions about security in court buildings and how the liquid, which has not yet been identified, was apparently taken in. Uh, Marshall... Hand me that felt pen, would you? Including acid. Uh, Marshall had been carrying a metal water bottle, although footage is believed to have shown that he had sipped from it as he passed through security. Uh, Marshall had pleaded guilty to a series of check fraud offenses uh, involving somewhere around $300,000. When the judge imposed a sentence of two years and four months imprisonment, Marshall was heard to wail and scream. And according to one person who was present at the time, the defendant's face went white and there was a smell of acid. The person said it looked like he had glue on his skin. Oh, my God. Court officials uh, ferried water jugs to the dock to dilute the substance on Marshall's face. It is thought that he had also drunk some of the liquid. 
He was treated at the scene by a paramedic who said they uh, had described his injuries as life-threatening and taken by ambulance to the hospital. So that's messed up. All right, we'll do one more story and wrap things up. Let's go. Ah, here you go. Ha! The one I was waiting to get to. Prosecutor said an argument over which truck manufacturer was better <laughs> led to a fight that left three people shot in Virginia. What? So there was gunfire exchanged over which truck company was better. Chevy or Ford. Chevy or Ford. Mm-hmm. And I'm fighting words. Listen to these idiots. 56-year-old Mark Edwin Turner was charged with felony. What did mal- you say? Malicious wounding and possession of a firearm by a felon. And uh, 911 came in. A call came in reporting gunshots. Law enforcement responded and found three people outside the residence with what appeared to be non-life-threatening injuries. Turner, his girlfriend, her son, and her son's girlfriend were having a pre-Easter dinner at their home. Yes, to worship the Lord. Uh, The four were in the front yard when an argument started between Turner and his girlfriend's son about if Chevy or Ford is a better car manufacturer. Now, a Prius owner stepped in and tried to make peace, but that didn't work. During the argument, Nance said Turner pulled out a knife and his girlfriend tried to get between the two. They said she was stabbed in the lower back area by Turner, (laughs) leaving a six-inch wound. She gets Turner, Turner then went into the house, came back outside. He had a gun. His girlfriend put herself between Turner and her son again when Nan said Turner shot her five times in the leg. The woman, the woman's son was shot in the arm. There was an entry and exit wound. The son's girlfriend was hit by two bullets that ricocheted. One hit her in the back and one hit her in the cheek. I'm going to pose this possibility that perhaps the better truck is a matter of personal preference. <laughs> Maybe, right? Law enforcement and a tactical team were called to the home, and Warren Show investigators found the three victims yelling in pain, <laughs> saying that they had been shot by Turner. Now, it, at it that, got away from us. This keeps going. At that time, by the way, Turner went back inside and continued to to come out of the home and yell at officers. He said uh, he, they, they said he was more agitated each time he came outside but had a cell phone in his hand the whole time and not the weapon. Uh, deputies eventually hit him with a beanbag round and then took him into custody. You have an iPhone, I have a droid. According to <laughs> search warrants, drugs were involved. As investigators had two victims indicate that there was possible drug activity at the residence. Yeah. Uh, search warrants and the home show investigators took several items from the home, including a pistol, wooden baseball bat, smoking device, three green plants, a dr- and drug paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. By the way, Turner isn't facing any charges right now. This is a guy that shot that woman five times in the leg. How is he not facing charges? Well, turns uh, out he was right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Chevy is yeah, superior. Yeah. And he, no, but he said... Uh, we live in Chevyville. Uh, it, he isn't facing charges right now for the... Oh, I'm sorry. He isn't facing charges for the bullets that ricocheted and hit the son's oh, girlfriend. There you go. But that could change, and he could face more charges. So he was facing some, but not the ricocheted shots. Cause <laughs> well, that's, I, I didn't mean to shoot That's him. comforting to I know you... shooting at the ground. <laughs> yeah, you're not responsible for your ricocheted shots. I said it earlier. You can't fix stupid. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. there And there you go. Your bizarre file this morning, friends. Let's take a break and come back and have one of our favorite guests in the studio. John Lovitz is here. We're also going to talk to uh, Dennis Quaid before the show is yeah. up today. So don't go too far because we'll return shortly. The Preston Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. Now, 93.3 WMMR. Now. Everything that rocks. Uh, Helium Comedy Club has uh, the gentleman that's in our studio performing there. Uh, he'll be uh, tonight, one show, tomorrow, one show, and then Saturday, there are two shows, and tickets are available at heliumcomedy.com. Had him here many times. Happy to have him back. John Lovett. Yeah. Is in thank our you. Studio. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, sir. Good to see you again. Well, 
Thank you. And <laughs> so you brought a friend with you. You brought Jerry along. Uh, yes. Jerry's your dog. Yes. And does Jerry regularly travel with you? Yes. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, I think Jerry I, was here last I, time. Yeah, I do stand up. You know, it's year round. Last, yeah. I don't know, fifteen years. So what? It's fun. You know, it's good company to bring your dog. Yeah. He's a little dog. He bug chihuahua and rescue. Yeah. We, we, we want to cut what, right to something that you came in. You came in with a bag and you said you had something to show us. And oh, yeah. It, oh. It's, I have it. I want to cut right a, to the chase well, here. It's a toy in a game. Uh, um, Andy Breckman uh, was a writer on Saturday Night Live in Letterman and he wrote the movie Rat Race that I did. He created the TV show Monk and he started a toy company. Very talented. So he had an idea for a doll. So if you go on Kickstarter, you can see it. It's called Little Diablo. Okay. This okay. is it. All right. And it's my face. It was a little, little stuffed doll. And on the stomach, it's like a game. Uh, it's like Simon. Like, kind of like Simon, yeah. Yeah. And you, but the difference is you, you, there's ten levels, and as you're playing the game, you hear me heckling you. Oh. Can you, can you activate it? Yeah. But or is it, it profane? It, it wouldn't. Yeah, it, okay. it says, uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you couldn't play it on the radio. All right, so uh, can, can I see it? your mother, you know. <laughs> oh, my so God. as you're playing, you know, it goes, the only problem with your face, I can see it. And as you're trying to do it, it's buzzing, and I'm heckling you the whole time. Okay. And there's 10 levels. May I see it? Yeah, and if you don't reach level 10, um, it, start, it won't shut off. <laughs> so just you can sit it in the corner and it keeps talking with my voice going, hello, I can smell you. Where'd you go? And it's perfect toy. You know, it's really fun. And also if there's someone you just want to bug the crap out of. It, it will just debase a, a person who's lost the game. Or do you constantly? Wait? Constantly. And so the, you will. So you're trying to focus doing it and I'm heckling you. Yeah, you hear my voice. And it's you know I, I after right. your mother and you stuff like what? that. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's um let's send somebody else into the other studio to play this. We can record it okay. and, and bleep out the curse. Can and we do that? We can bleep the curses out. We can do that. You okay with that? Well, all right. <laughs> I, I, I got to start it. Well, oh, here you go. All right, all right. Okay. Well, I have to. Start. You, you want to do that later? Uh, well, well, we can no, do it we, now we while we're doing now, the interview, now. and then they, we can come in and play the audio and have it edited, and that way uh, we can well. get a taste of what it's like on the air. We threw John for a loop here. Secret <laughs> code you have to put in there or something? Or? He's well, reaching into the... Uh, it's like surgery. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay, the the power pack is inside, and he has to open up the back and, and turn the power on before it See, this, this might no, help. You have to remove something. You don't understand. Once it starts, that's it. It just never stops? Yeah, so if you don't come back and get to level 10, it will roll it just infinitely. Keeps going. No kidding. <laughs> That's diabolical. Right. That's what it's called, a little Diablo. <laughs> little Diablo. I love diabolical. it. Diabolical. All right. And and by the way, John, where can we get these? Well, it's a Kickstarter I campaign don't right now. No, it's on Kickstarter. Oh, okay. LittleDiabloDoll.com. Yeah. All right. And then um, it's already reached the goal, but it's a special price, and then it'll be in stores uh, well, eventually. Can... But right now it's just on Kickstarter. All right. And then also because you, at... you have to hit all four uh, buttons at once to turn it on. <laughs> All okay. right, go ahead. Right. Uh, well, well, I just want you to know that <laughs> I, you've officially driven the people in there insane. Okay. Right. <laughs> there's, a, there's a website. Andy Breckman has a website. It's called, I believe, UncleAndysToys.com. And Correct. If I'm following the right guy on Twitter, by the way, uh, he's been on Twitter since 2013. And he has only tweeted one time, and it was a retweet about Tony Danza. <laughs> that was it. Does that sound about right? No, well, that's his toy company. That's okay. him, yeah. Uh, well, speaking of, uh, he, so he wrote the script for Rat Race? Right. Right. And, uh, well, of course, famous for the uh, the Barbie Museum, which turned out to be the Klaus right. Barbie Museum. I mean, and most comedy writers, 
I would say pretty much all of them are. They're very nice people. Yeah, but they're they're not funny. Right. In other words, they're not witty. They're not clever. You you just tell them a joke. They go, oh, that's yeah, that's good. What about this? Or, you know, they don't more mechanical. They're not really comedians. Yeah, they just they're very in their head. And um, but Andy is like he could be a stand-up comedian. I mean, he's very funny and very witty and uh, you know, fast, quick sense of humor. He's I mean, he could be a comedian himself. Okay, it's very rare. How are you at writing, John? As far as writing comedy goes, or is it... hello. <laughs> He's so well. I don't know. I wrote my characters on Saturday Night Live, uh, you know, alone or with somebody usually. But I invent up my characters. My stand-up act, I write that. Okay, I've been doing that for fifteen years. So well, let me say ask... pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> pretty. He has good. a pedigree. So I, I wrote a, I wrote a pilot once with Al Jean and Mike Reese, who ran The Simpsons and created oh, my critic. I got and I wrote about... a show with them. And they said, what do you think? They go, you're you're not just a writer, you're a very good writer. I got a book a by huge, Mike Reese right here. Huge compliment. Uh, and uh, Steve, you handed me this morning. It's, a, it's called Springfield Confidential. Oh, yeah, and I'm sure he talks about the critic in that. Probably a lot, like the six or seven chapters on the critic, right? Well, the critic appeared I in I don't know. Number. I haven't seen the book. M- Mike's a very nice guy, though. V- gr- uh, very uh, great writer. When you do, you do you like the process of writing with people, or do you are you more... Oh, comp- it's fun. Be- yeah. yeah, it's actually more fun. Because it is? You're, yes, because you're... You're bouncing jokes off the other person, and it's a lot of fun. So obviously, and they give you ideas, and you give them ideas, and it actually makes it better. In in the trenches when you were doing SNL and you were turning out so much material all the time, uh, you know, was there was one uh, performer or writer that you? We've heard stories of people just sort of naturally pair up and gravitate because of similar comedy sensibilities. Who did you end up writing with a lot? Um, A. Whitney Brown. Oh, he's great. He's great. And uh, I did my liar character on the show. And the next week, um, Robert Smigel, who was you know does Triumph the Insult Dog, and it was his great, first yeah. year first year uh, writing on the show, and so he said, John, electrician came up to Lauren's office and said that liar thing is the funniest thing I've seen in this show in years. So Lauren said to me, Hey, let's do the liar again, but why don't you uh, work with uh, Whit- a Whitney Brown on it? So uh, after that, we wrote it together, and I, I was great. Because I didn't know what to do with the character after the first time, and and Whitney, I always give him you know credit fifty percent. After that, it was it was the two of us because he really helped expand it. Right, right. And I learned how to write jokes from him, and I was good at editing, and we were a good team. And then he learned how to edit from me, and I learned how to write jokes from him. And it was we had, we had a lot of fun. It was really fun. We were talking off air, John, about um, this movie that I saw yesterday. It's called <laughs> too, too Funny to Fail. It's about Dana Carvey's show. And oh, right. Robert Smigel uh, was the head writer on, on that show. And right. And he wrote with Dana a lot at SNL. Mm-hmm. And they talk sometimes about... I wrote with Robert sometimes. Did yeah. you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Would Robert ever write uh, things for you and, and then change them at the last minute and surprise you on the show and, and make you laugh when you were doing SNL? I, I mean, I don't remember that. The thing is, you, you have... He had, he had an idea... Um, when I did the uh, Master Thespian, so he said, "Hey, I have an idea for for it." Where uh, love that character, Master Thespian is like the uh, uh, Santa Claus at Macy's, <laughs> and so and then and then we wrote it together, and um, you know I don't know, and then I don't I don't remember that happening, and then you do it at dress rehearsal, and then and then like if stuff doesn't work, you make edits. Right. And, uh, what was but it? The thing is, you you have dress rehearsal. And then at 10 o'clock, or you'd go into Lauren's office at 10.30 and sit on the floor. And from 10.30 to 11, he goes, all right, everybody listen up. I have all these notes. And he'd give you, you'd see what was left in the show and what, and the, you'd get the notes. And it, it was exciting. 
And you'd always hope, you're, you know, you'd see your sketch was still in. You're like, phew. Making you know? the cut. Mm-hmm. But Lauren Michaels, yeah. you're, you're especially the, the group that you were with for the longest time, I think were the most um, uh, adept at acting and, and, and writing and, and, and precision in the execution of comedy. And it's always been said, I guess, that Lauren is not a big fan of, of um, laughing within a scene or throwing somebody off in a scene, like prefers... No, he'd always say, you know, um, this isn't the Carol Burnett show. <laughs> no. <laughs> you didn't break like that. There you say, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes it would happen. I mean, yeah. I remember Jimmy Fallon would do it all the time and stuff, yep. and I'd go, man, I would be fired if I did that. And yep. uh, one time there was a sketch, it was a... Uh, well, Jim Downey would write, it was... Um, Nora Dunn was doing her Pat Stevens characters, which was a, an ex-model with a talk show, not the brightest woman. Not Very Nora, obsequious. But the character. Yeah. And then it was a Tarzan Tonto and Frankenstein. <laughs> and so we're doing it. And then and I looked at Phil. And we're doing it. And all of a sudden, Phil started laughing. And then he stopped. And then about 10 seconds later, he just lost it. Yeah. And he's just laughing. So then, of course, when someone's laughing that hard, we start trying not to laugh. And my head, you know... Face was in my arm, trying not to laugh, and we're all laughing. And afterward, I said to Phil, Phil, "What happened?" He goes, "Well, I was just thinking about it, how funny it must look." And I started laughing, and then I stopped, and then I thought about how the audience at home, what it must have looked like to them, to see Frankenstein laughing, <laughs> and then I just lost it. Uh, and then Monday, Lauren goes, "Well, that happens, you know." So he, he wasn't he wasn't intractable on it, but if it well it, it, no, I mean he, he yeah. didn't no you weren't supposed to do it and but but it, I didn't want to anyway. It's called breaking character. When yeah. I was in the show, there was about I mean my first year we had an amazing cast and then they let you know everyone go except for Dennis Miller and Nora Dunn and myself and then and then they hired people. They go who do you work well with and I helped get Phil get on the show and as did Lorraine Newman and Charles Grodin who also recommended me and and then. And Dana got on the show, and he knew Kevin Nealon. He got Kevin on, and everyone everyone knew he, somebody or worked with someone at some point. A so, stellar group. And we were all yeah. had a comedy background and stand-up or sketch comedy. So it, it worked. And then there was just eight of us for about four and a half years. And then Mike Myers came in like the last half of my last year. And I think uh, Ben uh, Ben Stiller briefly for right for yeah a little, Ben yeah. was there about six weeks. So you know on your Instagram <laughs> on your Instagram <laughs> you have you have, you have a picture of you with uh, Steve Buscemi. It's a uh, um, I guess from a scene that was cut from Grown Ups too, and you're wearing, you're wearing a bizarre oh right quasi Rambo looking. Yeah, I play a, I play a, um, this perverted janitor, <laughs> and there was a scene where I'm I'm looking at them a dance class from a balcony. <laughs> Uh, and and I fall. Well, it was cut. I fall. I fall over. And then the next scene, I'm like that. And it was. And if you recall the one before, Steve Buscemi was like in a full cast with his arms. Up. So now I'm like that. It's supposed to be a Halloween a costume party, and I'm dressed as a Rambo. Oh my god, it's hilarious. Yep. And then I go the line. I said to Steve, I look at him. I go jealous. He goes, Nope, been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you, you, well, that's actually a riff on a, one of my favorite characters that you did, though it appears briefly in the movie, uh, the pervert and little Nicky, uh, that's, uh, oh, that's right. uh, sitting on, on the tree branch. Well, Adam Sandler's been great to me. He always puts me in his movies. But I go, Adam, every movie you put me in, I'm like this, this sleaze bag. <laughs> you yeah, but, but it's funny. You're so good at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But but to that oh, point about acting, about, <laughs> acting, about having that scene uh, cut from the movie, 
we've uh, president at least and myself have had the opportunity to see SNL and you get and then scenes are cut and taken out. Yeah. How, how, do you do you, you keep a, that? Do you get do you ever get access to that? Is that something that you can accrue? Like if you're in a movie and you're in a, a scene, then in particular, it's fine. Can you ask for it, or is it something that once it's cut, I guess, it's gone? I guess I could. I've, I never have. Yeah. Is there one? The that, only movie I ever did where they left everything in that I did was this movie Casino Jack. And uh, George Hickenlooper wrote it and directed it, and or he wrote it with someone. But George was a great guy, and then a week before the movie opened, he passed away. It was horrible. And it starred Kevin Spacey as Jack Abramoff, the lobbyist. Right, right. And I had about nine scenes, and he left them all in. So he goes, you're so great in the movie. I said, well, I don't know. Thanks. But I go, you left all my scenes in. So the point is, like, if say you're doing a painting. Right. And you see the whole painting. You go, what a great painting. And then someone comes along and goes, well, let's take out this corner. Let's take out the middle. Let's right. take out the side. What do you think of it now? And you go, eh, it's all right. And that's kind of like acting. You you know, you, you, you play a part and you you play, you design it to, for the whole sure. story and right. all the scenes. And they're all connected. And it fits, you know, why you do what you do in each scene. So when he left it all in... You saw my whole character, you know, or on Saturday Night Live, I do a sketch. You saw the whole character, uh, but yeah, but when they, you know, it's frustrating in movies when the, they'll like I, I. There was a movie I did once, and and uh, anyway, in the scene, I'm. It was set up so that the next scene, it's obvious I'm lying and what happened. Well, they cut the scene before, so it, so when you watch the scene, there's no context. It, yeah, you don't know that it. In the scene you see, you don't know that I'm actually lying, uh, and that I'm why I'm wearing what I'm wearing, and, okay. and, it ha- and it actually has a lot of. It's funny, but it also has a lot of pathos. All that's gone, yeah, because they cut the scene before. Hmm. But that's movies. You just yeah. you have no control. Uh, John Lovitz is in our studio, Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight and through Saturday. Uh, John, you're on one of our favorite shows, uh, The Goldbergs. Uh, Adam Goldberg is from this area. Oh. He's friends with us. Yeah, and you revived your character from the wedding singer Jimmy Moore. <laughs> yeah, well, they wrote it. Yeah, I, I thought it was clever. I mean, they wrote wrote it and said, "What I do?" And I'm like, "Sure, this is great." And uh, uh, you know, the show takes place in the '80s. Yeah, so the characters are getting married, so they fit it in. And they did a great job. They actually yeah, it was cut funny, in. and they had all these jokes. She goes, "Gee, you look like a lot older." <laughs> <laughs> Because they had original footage from the movie. Yeah, they had the Hooters on one time, and obviously the Hooters from the 80s, the band, and so they, you know, now obviously everyone ages, but they had them on as themselves, but the camera angle was a little bit, you know, uh, removed, you know, to do that. But it was they did a yeah, great job. Yeah, I forget job. what I said. I don't know if they left that in the scene, but she was, you look a lot older. And I go, well, yes, it's moisturizer, lighting. <laughs> <laughs> was it fun slipping back into that character? Yeah, it was really yeah. fun. It was they wrote it really uh well. It was very funny. Besides yeah. SNL, what do you what do you get noticed for? I mean, you have so many everything. Everything. <laughs> I mean, a league of their Well, own. I mean it's a, it's a flattering because uh There's so people much. that know me, they'll mention different things yeah. that I've done yeah. and they'll go, "Oh, friends, you were so funny. Seinfeld, you were so funny." You know, I did one show 30 yeah. years ago and they're still mentioning it. So it's it's a huge compliment. Um, does that answer your question? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, 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 there's no, yeah, there's no real answer because it's just the volume of work is all impressive. But those shows, well, thank you. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel very fortunate, and uh, I started doing stand up because, well, I was a I was, uh, was fifteen years ago. I was forty six, and I said to my agent manager, "Can you get me work?" And they go, "I guess I go. I'm not broke, but I'm going to run out of money in five years." And they said, well, "Why don't you sell your house?" And I go, 
what? <laughs> I go, why don't you get me work? <laughs> like, you're living in a mansion and you're building one. And, and I went, I, and I thought, oh, they gave up. So I was so mad that that yeah. was their answer. Like, not, yeah, let's figure out a way to get you going. Then I go, they gave up. So I, I thought, you know what, I'm going to learn how to be a stand-up and then fire both of them. That's what I did. You did? Well, cool. Yeah, because when they start recommending you sell blood and things like that, it gets a little ridiculous. Well, six months later, I was on the set of, of um, Bench Warmers, and they came to the set and to say hi to uh, David Spade, they were, and and then they came over to say hi to me. And I, you know, I think I was like close friends with them, right? And they said, or you th- I thought, so they come over and go, "Hey," uh, and my manager goes, "Notice anything different?" I go, "Yeah, I'm working." <laughs> And then my agent goes, well, you mean the job you would have gotten anyway? I go, well, then what would I have needed you for? Ah, very good. <laughs> you know, they, Could you- it was tough because I was with them for, you know, years. Yeah, yeah. But they just go, they just stopped. You know, I, that's what happens. You know, that you go on to the next hot thing. And, you you, know, but you're, I mean, you're at a point now where I think like with the Goldbergs. Where I'm a multi-billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> You you are you, you so many people appreciate so much of what you've done. It's it's like, you know, like years ago Tarantino was was a, a huge fan of John Travolta and um reinvigorated his career. You've got to be finding now that people yes, who are, and Tarantino, he still hasn't called. He still hasn't called you that bastard. You know what's wrong with him? <laughs> I've met him. He's a nice guy. I you know, I'm always you you get caught up in like I got to keep my career going and then and then you forget to appreciate like what you've done and and how lucky you've been and you know I I appreciate it's good to be reminded of that you right know? you just get caught up in like what's the next thing I gotta what, how can I this lead to this and and you forget like can I just enjoy what's happening now I mean when I got on Saturday Night Live. All these reporters go, so you're going to do movies? You're going to do movies? I go, I just got this. I want right. this, I was yeah. like, what about this show? I go, I'm thrilled with this. Like, can I enjoy this? I hear you. You know, it's funny because that, that, the, the, the biography years ago, and I, I always reference it because it just blew me away. It was Joan Rivers, you know, just a couple of years before she died. She was, man, that, that, that book and the booking book, she, she, she saw an open spot in her schedule. She freaked and made sure. I mean, it, it, that never leaves you that. You know, hustling to get to get work and get it done. I heard well, because mind- you worry about like, is it going to end? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's hard to get that out of your head because it takes years to get there. So that it doesn't leave your head. You don't want to lose the momentum. I heard a line yesterday yeah. that said, uh, "When you're working, you think you're never going to stop working, and when you're not working, you think you're never going to work again." And when you have the job, you treasure it, but you think that it's going to go on forever, and it just doesn't. You know, it's just the nature of the job. No, but st- that's what's great about stand up is that. I felt like I beat the system. You know, if I don't, I mean, I'm doing it. I, I'm working. I mean, yeah. I'm working all the time. Like, are you retired? I go, like, no. <laughs> I go, I'm working all the time. And I did a, uh, I do this TV show, Funny You Should Ask, which is now a syndication that Byron Allen produces. And it's like, kind of like Hollywood Squares. There's no tic-tac-toe. And we're just right. telling jokes. You know, and uh, so he was like, well, no, it's not like when I was on A League of Their Own and Saturday Night Live, but I'm still working. It's just, it's hard to keep it going. You sure, know? And, sure. Uh, but I, yeah, it's true. But stand-up, you can do year-round. Your fame doesn't go away. But the point is that when I started doing it, I had this one agent goes, well, let's just go out and see if you can sell tickets. I said, I'll sell tickets. I go, but I need to know what I'm doing. Right. I'm not just going to get on stage and, and just bomb and then they never hire me back. Yeah. Well, John, you'll, you'll yeah. always have little Diablo to fall back on. So. <laughs> Do we get audio? So. Mm-hmm. All right. So, well, we, we're not going to have time. We got to wrap it up, unfortunately. Oh, but damn we're it. getting it, and we after. What did you want to get? Well, the the audio from uh, from the the, oh, the dog. Great. They're recording. Now it. it's on. It'll never go oh, wait. off. No, I got it. Yeah. I got it. Here right, we go. Here we go. Hang on a second. Don't screw this up. <laughs> <laughs> 
hard can it be? Just repeat the damn colors. What is your problem? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Press those buttons. Giving Diablo a boner. Vulcan. Giving Diablo a boner. Excuse me. Is that your face? Or did your neck grow up? Your wife makes love just like my wife. Which makes sense. I taught them both. Am I annoying you? Oh, my God. That's great. And it gets really, really dirty, right? Yeah, it just keeps coming. I love it. I love and it. if you don't complete ten levels, it just keeps starting over. I love and it. And then you go, like, you get frustrated. You go, okay, I'm done. And you put it down. It keeps talking. It just keeps going. It's great. Yeah, it goes uh, like, hello, I, I can smell you. You can get that at Uncle Andy's Toys. No, go, yeah, go on Kickstarter. Or Kickstarter, Kickstarter yeah. yeah well, there's a, I think there's a link to it on that, but uh, we'll make sure people know where to get it. Uh, speaking of getting, you need to get your tickets to see John, so I'm yes. sure they're going to go. Uh, there's a show tonight at 8, there's one tomorrow at 7.30, and then Saturday there is 7.30 and 10 p.m. And it's very funny. It's very funny. And I opened the show singing God Bless America. Oh, oh good. Good. beautiful. Excellent. Well, it's great to see you, man. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thank you. Have fun in Philadelphia. John Lovitz, guys. Yay! Take a break, and we'll have uh, Dennis Quaid on the show when we get back. Stay with us. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. First Friday tomorrow in Phoenixville, uh, Nick's going to be out for the festivities. We uh, had our friends come by earlier from Sedona Tap House, and uh, and Pete, the mayor yeah. of Phoenixville, was in as well for a little bit. It was an honor. Very, I like him. He's a very popular guy yeah. in and around yeah. Phoenixville. Uh, but Sedona Tap House is here, and uh, word is they have the best happy hour specials in Phoenixville. $5 wine and classic craft cocktails, half-price bottle and can beers, small plates priced at $5 and $7. That is Monday through Friday. I'm going to do some more giveaways. I have some uh, gift cards. I'm not going to do it right now, maybe at the end of the segment, but I will give some more of those away, $50 gift cards. Uh, but the food, fantastic. They brought by a lot, too. See that chocolate cake out there? No, it did not. Only mm-hmm. 10 calories a slice. <laughs> oh, my God. They, they're miracle work. Deep chocolate cake. How do they get just 10 calories Don't. for a slice of deep chocolate cake like Don't. that? Don't go to Sedona Tap House and ask for the ten calorie <laughs> chocolate cake. It's I'm Steve's, sure Steve's having a moment. A percentage of that would be just ten calories. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? Then you're not. Lying. I'm just telling you the truth you're, on that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so I have some odds and ends here. That's by the way. Wait, wait, wait. That's a new, a new feature. The new. Well, I don't have music I'm for that. Sorry. I've already done the junk drawer and notice her this week, so I it's figured... It's time to go down to the general store and pick up some odds and ends with Preston Elliott. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Do you have something that matches that voice case? Uh, I, well, this Not, is well, the Civil War music, but I don't uh, know. So, uh, it could be contempt- Do you have Petticoat Junction or something like that, Green Acres? That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's time to go down to the general store to pick up some odds and ends <laughs> with proprietor Preston Elliott. Oh, I the work there. The proprietor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be wearing an apron. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, like the glasses. Sam Drucker. Like Sam Drucker, exactly. Yeah. Like uh, Sam uh, Drucker. You know what? I have something here. What? Does this work? Okay, try it. Yeah. Come ride the little train that is rolling down the tracks to the junction. Petticoat. Junction. Forget about the kids. Oh, we're the only two old guys uh, Well, we also know that all the, the hot women in town would swim in the town water supply. They would, yep. Mm-hmm. And you, so see, you'd see, like, later on somebody drinking a drink. Hey, this tastes like your sister. Yeah. It is time to relax at the junction. Part of 
those rural comedies that were very popular in the oh, 1960s. Yeah. You mentioned Green Acres and, uh, you know, Beverly Hillbillies. And when was Hee Haw? Was that 70s? Uh, late 60s, 70s. Okay. You know, the Goldbergs make a reference to Hee Haw for exactly the same reason about that you and I would watch it. The, the honeys. The, the Hee Haw honeys. Yeah, most definitely. And I think it would have been early 60s, Nick. I'm not 100% started, sure. Uh, Hee Haw started in 69. Yeah. It okay. started as a political commentary show. Oh, Nick. it did. And, and then, then it just for became... some reason, <laughs> it spiraled into country music yeah. and stupid gags. <laughs> All right, uh, here's a little tidbit, a little odd. Wait, or are we end. doing tidbits now? Or no, odds doing odds I don't ends. have anything for tidbit. Okay, sorry. Uh, but I never noticed this. There, uh, you don't, you, you can't find many mirrors in Disney World bathrooms. And I was not aware of this. This is a, and it was a deliberate decision according to... Uh, Jessica Mitchell, who is the owner of... Who's Des- very ugly? No, Destination Magical <laughs> Kingdom, which is a website with reviews of Walt Disney World, huh. and says that most of the restrooms don't have mirrors above the sinks, uh, but they do have at least one full-length mirror at the restroom exit. Uh, and they say that this is to help reduce instances of vandalism and also means that people spend less time in the bathroom. Uh, in other words, there's no line at the sinks, so people are free to spend more time and money in the theme park rather than checking their face or whatever they may be doing. So our bathrooms have a big a mirror over the sinks. Do you look in that? Uh, the last thing I want to do, listen, my face is unpleasant to begin with, but bathroom lighting mm. is the worst lighting to take a look at yourself at. No, but I do watch Matt Calper watching <laughs> him, looking yeah. at himself in the mirror when he's in there. Really? It's sick how good I look. <laughs> sick. <laughs> Look at how my product makes my hair stand up. It's only on Wednesday. Sick. It's Wednesday. I think he he works out before yeah. he comes to work, and then he cleans up Looking in the bathroom. The ears. Yeah. And you can smell his uh, his hair product. But I wonder good. why he doesn't do that at the gym, like in the gym. Locker maybe he's still a little too sweaty at that point. Well, he yeah. probably showers sweat. there. Sweat. Oh. The sweat mixes with my barbasol. Yeah, but just because you shower doesn't mean you stop sweating. Uh, one thing I did notice... I produce in, a natural musk. <laughs> in one of the uh, one of the Disney World bathrooms, it was pretty cool. In the area where they have uh, Tangled represented, inside the bathrooms, they have uh, frying pans hanging up on the walls. Do I they? thought that was so cool because Flynn uses that. And so, yeah, does, yeah. so does she as a, yeah. as a weapon, the frying pans. Yeah, the little touches like that are great. Do they yeah. still not have uh, clocks in casinos? Is that Because that was yeah. a long-standing thing. I think that's still the case. They okay. do not want yeah. you to be aware of, of time, so you will. It's, it's rare that you'll see any sort of hanging timepiece. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. part of the deal. They but, want you to, to not realize that you are there. It's All of a sudden, it's 3.30 a.m., and you had no idea. That's why the windows mm-hmm. are, are darkened. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. why they, they they really minimize exposure to windows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're supposed to just go off into gamble land. Yep. But Disney just banned smoking in all inside all of their parks mm-hmm. yesterday. That was like... Oh, yesterday, that was, really? That was yeah, it was a big deal. Did, did they make any provision for smokers? Was there some... Um, I'm sure there's some. They places. can go to Universal Studios. <laughs> there are some places outside. <laughs> they did <laughs> Disney smoking yeah. section. Universal, Universal Studios. Yeah. yeah, they did make provisions for smokers inside the parks. Um, and, like even the Magic Kingdom had a, a little area for smokers. Right. I feel bad for smokers. I, listen, I know that they you know stink up a lot of places and stuff like if that. If you but... do, and you have an area that is um, that is sequestered a bit, and and you can keep it controlled, so it's not. You know, bothering anybody else. I don't see any reason not to have it. I, I just think also on a, on a financial basis, though, 
there are less smokers now than there have ever been. So yeah. um, Disney also, in addition to the uh, banning smoking, they actually uh, put a restriction on strollers that you can bring in. So so it was both of those things that went oh, into really? effect yesterday. Well, the, the strollers, I find that's it's a family fun park. That's what what's I mean. How right? But so there's a ban on I guess the sizing of them and the strollers that they provide are terrible. Yeah, like, that's how I bring my cigarettes in. Extremely <laughs> uncomfortable uh, for the kids. Uh, Wow. No, nah, I don't feel bad for smokers. Yeah. And, I, and I'm a former smoker. No, me too. Yeah. Uh, it's just, um, you know, I don't know. It's so much better if you don't. Listen, I, 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 hate, I don't like the smell. I don't, they, you know. It, I, it says that they have, people who want to smoke or vape have to actually go outside of the park entrance. Okay. All right. So you have to leave the park. Uh, here's another odder end, if you will. Um, this is... <laughs> Odd or end. Oh, I'm sorry. Odds and ends. I'd like to go to Otter End. <laughs> Otter End. Well, yeah. hang on. You must be new to Otter End. <laughs> we make love to our sisters. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> sorry to mean to hit the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Marissa sent over perhaps a different uh, okay. music. Odds, odds and ends. Odds and ends. Oh. Here we go. I don't know. It's good if it's a little overmodulated, and it's a little, it's a little. This is from Fortnite, so we would need something a little bit like ding, 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 ding. Yeah, a little more laid back, right? Right. Saying with the hee haw, honey, sitting on the porch, fanning themselves, less tempo. Find some banjo music if you will. All right, if you can find a Junior Samples master mix. Junior Samples. He didn't even play anything. No, he was just a, 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 a real idiot. hardcore redneck that yeah. they hired for the show. Yeah. Okay. Guy, yummy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yummy. This is it. It's time to head down to the general store. Oh, oh no, it's Rainbow Connection. <laughs> All right, sorry. Just loop the beginning of it. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. All right, how about this? Most people take their couch for granted. We just got rid of a couch. Yeah. Uh, because it had run its course, and mm-hmm. we, we gave it. It was now, it was still in good working order, so we gave it to the Salvation Army. Very nice when you can do that. But uh, but it had, um, you know, it had just kind of been beaten up, and, and somebody could still use it. But it, the, a poll found that the average American couch is six years old, and it holds a dollar fifty-five in change in it, mm-hmm. and has been cried on seventeen times. Oh wow! <laughs> but before being brought home or in the furniture store? <laughs> no, this is uh, you had, you had it. You've had it for six years. The poll questioned uh, two thousand Americans and revealed the typical couch has been napped on thirty-six times. Well, that's a little low. Yeah. Over over six years? Are you kidding me? When you get a couch, and I we were talking about this. Uh, I'm a big fan of sectionals. I like I like that sort of you know. It's, it's, so we have a room with, with the biggest TV in the house. It has a, a sectional that, that you know curves around. It's really good in our smaller room with you know the uh, quote unquote TV room or living room dining room. It's just like a two or three seater, but it has it's sort of a, a couch that has a recliner aspect to it. Yeah. Um. And uh, but. I'm I'm very I know you are too, Preston. Very precise about how you sit in it, yeah. how far you sink down in it, and all those things. Yeah. I like I like tangible armrests. That, you know, I, I can sit in the couch and go, nope, yeah, and, or say, yes. Does it say how much food is in the couch? Mm, let me see here. It, uh, it's nursed uh, people through 21 sick days, hosted 32 <laughs> social gatherings. Seventy <laughs> percent today. My couch is stuck. Seventy percent. Seventy percent of respondents rated their couch as comfortable overall, but more than twenty percent said their couch is faded or outdated. 
Uh, less than 44% say that they were proud of the way their home looks, and 10% went as far as saying that they're embarrassed by the appearance of their home. Okay, so it's never ah, ah, from the couch. Um, but we have... I think we go through a couch about every week, four years. Four, I mean, well, we well you have a whole family that we is, got yeah, kids. yeah, yeah. It gets beat up, and and after a while, we look at it and we're just like, we need, we get, we need something new. So this time around, we bought a sectional, uh, and we, I, I, I'm like, I want that entire wall to be couch <laughs> from one end right? to the other. I love that, and it's it's an L shaped thing, and so we've got the biggest couch we've ever had. But you can just add pieces, yeah. you know, because so they're sections. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I moved a couch when I moved out of my apartment to my house that I shouldn't have, and I, I kept it yeah. for longer than I should have. I mm-hmm. should have bought a new one, while you know, while moving, never should have brought it over. And uh, two nights ago, I was taking a walk. Uh, with my girlfriend and saw we saw a couch out of the curb that somebody was just throwing away, and I, I was looking at it, and she just turns to me and she's like, "No, no, <laughs> what to take it home?" Well, I was eyeing it up. Oh was my nice god, there'd be, there'd be no <laughs> way. There'd be no nope. way. I don't. And even if it came from the cleanliest family in the world, I, I <laughs> no. would not trust it. What about Craigslist? Or <laughs> no. A used couch? No, no, okay. I couldn't do it. Do you guys lay on your couches? Yeah. I, I know it's a kind of a silly question, but. Yeah. Some people only sit I stand on, on their, mine. On their, on their well, every every section reclines, so yeah. in a sense, I'm laying down. But stretching all the way out and laying down, sure, absolutely. Yeah. So I have uh, a couch and a love seat, and uh, but on both of them, they recline. The ends recline, and I have found this thing. I, I I love it because if I lay on the couch, I will recline. Doing oral on yourself? I will. I try it. <laughs> I just can't reach of it. Of course. You- <laughs> Okay. Uh, no, what I will do is I will extend the recliner where my where my head's laying, and that kind of acts as the table where I can leave the remote and my phone. Sure. I, I, I love that. I will extend the uh, the recline or the you know the footrest part of the reclining part so I can have a little more room to like a man spread a little bit and lay mm-hmm. out like that. But this couch, the couch is so big that in in just the one long section. Both Rochelle and I can both stretch out completely and lay down fully on it. That's how full sixty nine. Wow. Yeah, full. We can do full sixty nine. Dude, you guys are tall, man. So that's a yeah, big ass. It's couch. a big couch, and I, I, I'm very happy with. I it. I love that though. Yeah. But you yeah. now, when you were shopping, was it a case where you sat in it and you said bingo? Um, yeah. Did you have to? Did you, no, but but I even after that, I still went to other stores and checked other couches and and tried them out. And uh, but but that is the one I kept coming back to. I went to the store three times. So we were just to check on it. Lauren Feldman, who's a former calendar girl, is is, is actually now a, a a a designer, interior designer, and all this stuff. She's worked with my wife Claire when we've been in this house for just a little bit. And so she helped us with getting this sectional cut. And I was like, I was very, I'm like, man, I don't, you don't sit in it, right? You don't. And she mm-hmm. kept saying, sit in it for a bit. And as you start to sit in it, it will work down the way Absolutely. you want it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And That's she says, part of the reason why we got rid of this last couch is because the, the, um, uh, the cushion. You're sitting s- too low. Had settled down yeah, too far. You're like Jerry Lewis, like, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. here's what I will say. Um, I think, um, Theoretically, a power recliner sounds like a good idea. Yeah, we, um, we passed, but not, not always. But the, the problem is, is, that, is that, I'm sorry. Does it have like a motor in it? Yep. Yeah, like you hit a button, kind of like the movie theater. Okay, you know, like when you get a, a, re, a recliner. Yeah, it seems too much. Well, the the it's, problem it's is something to break. So, yeah. Well, yeah. a it's something to break, and then b what I found is when you want to. Uh, put the recliner down, you want to do it quickly. You don't want to mm-hmm. go, right. like somebody comes to the door, you're like, hang on a second. I know. Yeah, yeah that's that's why we went with the manual one too. Yep. And it costs you more. Yep. Uh, and it and it moves slowly. Yep. It's ridiculous. It's probably the heavier. Wor- the worst thing too also is when you, so we have, wherever I go, wherever my <laughs> wife and I are, there's going to be 
15 animals. Yeah. So, and of course, and they get comfortable on the extended thing. So then I have to like limbo off the sofa or, you know, the extended thing. And then when you get out on that end, that's the mechanical part. Yeah. It's not really that well braced. And it's like, gee, that's a pain in the ass. You think Bill approves of this conversation or is this too privileged sounding? To have oh, a recliner? Do we have a couch? We we have have a, Al Bundy a, had a recliner. We, we have, have a power recliner. Power recliner, but not yep. everyone can afford electricity in the furniture. <laughs> do you guys, not everyone can own a quip. <laughs> do you guys have your, your spot? Your, it's like when you no. walk in the room and hey, that's dad's spot, even if somebody's sitting on it. Because like, no. my dad had his recliner. Yeah. And if I, if I had been sitting in that recliner for two hours and my dad came into the room... Stood up and I left and I and I gave him that spot. <laughs> and I never came back. Don't ever come back. You know what? You asked me about this uh, not that long ago. No, I, I don't have a. I'm, I'm all over the place. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. I, so on our on our couch in the uh, den, I guess you'd call it, uh, in the on the on the main floor, I have my spot. Uh, Claire has a spot where it's it's always sort of extended out, so yeah. she likes to lay down. And I like to have the option. So yes, I do have my spot. I and had then it. I do have my, but I'm not. I'm not. If she were to be sitting in my You're spot, I would bunker. big slap her. Yeah. yeah. I had a, yeah. a bit of a hissy fit because I had my spot, and then I came into the room, and and all of my spots were gone. And so now the problem is, is if somebody comes into the room and I'm not in that spot, they they throw it back at me like, oh, how come you not in your spot? I'm like, how come I pay all your bills? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, let me go to Chrissy quickly. Hi, Chrissy. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Hey, what's up, Chrissy? Um, I'm just calling you guys. You're talking about uh, how long you keep sofas and, yeah. and you know what you do with that. And Well, we got our sofa. It was at Value City, which is like bargain basement of your furniture, like before we first got married. Um, and we had that. I'm a very frugal person. <laughs> you could put it nicely. And we kept it for 16 years. We had that sofa for like 16 wow. years and through everything. I mean, we have three. We Well, at the time, we only had two kids, um, kids, everything. We have, you know, a dog. And, and I mean, it, it didn't smell bad or anything. It was pretty good. But yep. I always said, no, it's good. Good to keep. Good to keep. And we finally decided that the thing that broke it was when um, I went into labor and my water broke on the sofa. Oh. <laughs> and we finally decided. And then because we had my, my son, my, my third child I had at home. So after that, we're like, well, maybe we don't want to sit on that sofa. Yeah, when the oh, might be the, a good idea. To wow, get the comforter on the couch is your placental sack. It's time yeah. to get rid of it. Yeah, when it's squishy with amniotic fluid, right? Yeah, yeah. You may want to pass. Do everything on this. Go all the way through. We move to a different room, but yeah, so on the sofa, water. When you're reclining. No, no, I, I, I totally understand noise. that, yes. Don't mind the couch. It makes <laughs> okay. It's just noise. some of my cooters. Yeah. Oh, God. Thank you, so my, my innards are stuck in the gears. <laughs> oh, my God. They have gotten better at uh, couch technology because the old sleeper couches weighed 5,000 pounds. Yeah. And, and I, got, I bought one uh, not that long ago, and it's much easier to move around. You're exactly right, Nick. So upstairs we have, again, we have a, a convertible uh, in the sectional upstairs. My wife, when I first started dating her... <laughs> We moved, helped her move from one apartment Ugh. to the other. She had this old, it didn't even have like, it, the weight of it, it, there was no no need to put legs on it because wherever you put it would be, it, it was drawn to the center of the earth and eventually <laughs> created a, a black hole. It had so, its own gravitation. We're moving this goddamn thing. Uh, you know, it's like Preston, the old TV sets we talk about. Yeah. 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 Trinitron. Did you ever entertain the notion that someone would want to move this? Right. Because we... We were stuck on the stairs, and then I, li- I literally had to remove the, the 
bed mechanism from the couch, unscrew it all while it was on its side, wedged in the stairs. Mm-hmm. We couldn't get it up. Yep. Uh, let me go to Mark. Hey, Mark. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Sure you can. Yeah. Sure you can. <laughs> Very good. What's up, Mark? So I have a specific spot where I like to sit, and the what I've done is I've taken an extra piece of foam, and I put it under the pillow so that my fat butt, you know, doesn't sink into the couch. The rest of it, it's a very nice couch. We've only had it a few months, and the kids know that when Daddy comes in the room, that's my spot because that seat cushion fits up about two extra inches okay. for my so it, it's clearly marked where you are. Okay. Oh, absolutely. When I come in, there, there's a delineation. There's a, a, a corner that is directly in front of the TV, you know, for video games and movies. And yes. Such. And, and that spot, there's usually a pillow by my right arm. And then even if the kids want to cozy up, you know, they cozy up with the, with the pillow in between and on daddy's fluffy seat. And when I come in, it's oh, daddy's on fluffy seat. Yep, I'm like, okay, kids, scooch over. It's time for Daddy to sit down. Okay, so I thought, Mark, I wasn't sure I was going to ask if you just walk in and just kind of freeze, and everybody um, knows. Usually, I I don't have to say anything. Sometimes I just, you know, scooch, and okay. they'll, they'll, they'll cuddle up Get up. Me. Got it. But, Get up now. <laughs> Daddy wants to sit Thanks, on his fluffy seat. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Make um, you move. I, love, I was almost laughing just looking at this one. Let me go to Josh. Hey, Josh, good morning. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, Josh? <laughs> so uh, my grandma, from the time I was born, they lived in the same house and had the same couches. And it got to the point where my grandfather's recliner that he sat in every single day, it, had, it started to tear. The, uh, the lever to recline it had broken off. And she waited to the point where he had to make a vice grip out of pliers in order to recline the seat. So you had a wrench... <laughs> To recline, that's how long they held on to it. Yeah, and I'm 21 now. They just got new couches this year. <laughs> so, Josh, when that starts to happen, too, when it, when it, they get that old, they start to become uneven, and it, it, it like it like bends, and it's just it's not quite right, and you're getting scoliosis and paralyzed, and, mm-hmm. and your spine's being effed up. But it, listen, I, I get holding on to something Thanks. and not wanting to be wasteful, but yeah, get uh, a new one. By the <laughs> way, I, I'm, we're going to stick with this, but... Um, Here's here's another theme for uh, odds and ends. Let's see, right. if th- let's see if this one works. Yeah. Now but- it's time to head down to the general store <laughs> for odds and ends with your proprietor, Preston Elliott. Yeah, that works. Uh, we're talking about uh, couches, and uh, the average American couch is six years old. What uh, was the weirdest thing you ever found in a couch? Wow. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Did you find what? Well, thinking about couch memories. <laughs> Uh, my parents went away when I was a senior in high school, and I had a party, and my friend Brett threw up on the couch, like, and we never got rid of it. So, like, I guarantee you, there that, was dried puke that, in the there couch. Was dried puke somewhere in that couch. But I'm in, I'm in the kitchen, and my sister comes in. She wasn't there for for most of the night. She goes, "Uh, in case your your friend's thrown up on the couch." I was like, "Oh my god, no, no!" So I went in. I go, "Hey, you know, Brett's laying there, blah, just barfing on it." I go, "Hey, man, um." And I'm like gagging. I'm like, will you please, like, if you clean up the chunks, I'll, I'll get the rest of it, you know? And he stood up and he grabbed the couch cushion and he just held it like this and everything just went 
um, slid right off <laughs> onto yeah. the ground. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I, you, you, you made think, it worse. And <laughs> you're, you're you're a reactive <laughs> puker, aren't you? I uh, no, no. I got a, a kind of an iron stomach, but I am a gagger. Okay. Right? So <laughs> I mean, I can't take the whole thing in my mouth. No, you I see can't it. take it all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I was trying to give myself oral pleasure, I couldn't do it. Your nose runs. And stuff. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm going to go to Dave next. All right, uh, Dave, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, gang. Hey, what's up, bud? My wife and I got married in 1981. Okay. The very first thing we bought was a couch. Yes. We still have it. Oh, my God. Wow. 37 years, it says here? 37 years. All right, let me ask you, Dave. Is it in a main room of the house, or did it do the migration that sometimes couches make from the living room to the basement? We've owned four houses. It's always been in the living room. Wow. Have you had to fix the cushions at all? No. Wow. Does anybody it's sit very, on it? <laughs> very rarely because our living room is used, has always been used as a formal living room. Oh, well, there you oh, go. It's that they, one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, that room kind of doesn't count. Those rooms right. suck. That's all right, though. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Yeah, we turned our formal dining room and living room into a game room. Yeah. And we use it far more than we ever did those it, other things. We were talking about this, that the the actual um, the actual classic kitchen, you know, sit-in sit kitchen is, yeah. is going away. Yeah, yeah. now they're kind of like blowing out walls and just yeah. turning it. That's called a great room, right? Right. So they're... The, oh, so wait a minute. I the kitchen kind of bleeds into a family room. So now the kitchen... Yeah, we've got an open layout like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, let me go to Laura. This is kind of wild. Hey, Laura, good morning. Good morning. What's up, Laura? Thank you. you so much. What's going on? Um, I had a friend die on my couch. You had a friend die on your couch? Yeah. We were out the night before, blah, 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 and woke up the next day. I went to make breakfast, and he wasn't moving, and he was dead. What? What? Uh, Well, hang on a second. How did he pass away? The natural causes. Oh, my God. I think you blah, blah, blah some important yeah. details. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Murderer entered the house. Blah, blah, blah. Ransom note. Blah, blah, blah. Meth. Anyway. Yeah. Wow. You say natural causes. How old was he? 44. Wow. Wait, just That's out of so curiosity, natural. do you live in Conshohocken? No. Okay, because somebody stopped me Thank in the park God. and told me a very similar story one time. I know. Sorry. Continue, Did Laura. they use the term blah, blah, blah in that conversation? <laughs> no, I got all the okay. details. Yeah. All right. So, Laura. Uh, Hitler so comes into power, I'm death camps, I'm blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, tell us the fate of this couch. Um, It wasn't too old, and he had died on it, and I couldn't. They pulled him down onto the floor, so I couldn't even walk in the living room for a while. Then I would step over where they pulled him down to put him in the body bag. Mm-hmm. I would step over that, and then after a while, I got to sit on the couch, but not where he died, and then I just said, "I had it has to go. My friend came over and said, don't be afraid, and she rubbed her butt all over the place and said, here, there's nothing there. He, you know, he's all right. <laughs> wow, okay. But, but you ended up getting rid of it because somebody passed away on it. Yes. I, it took I'm a while, though, to convince her. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. I mean, I mean, but they did the right thing. They they pulled the body onto the floor so people could still use the couch. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they had Jesus. to get him in the body bag. Yeah, and that became a footrest. How, how long ago was this? Yesterday. Um, two years ago. Oh, wow. Jesus. Oh, All right, well, sorry about fresh. that. Sorry, Laura. Yeah, man. Uh, Let yeah. you know. 
blah, blah, blah. That's blah, how blah, blah, blah. The right. dear friend dies on couch, blah, yes. blah, blah. Used his dead body wow. as a footrest. Okay. I feel like I might, I don't know. Uh, I'd be a little upset if that happened. Let me go to... Family murdered, blah, blah, blah. Let me go to Ian. <laughs> Hi, Ian, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, got it on, guys. Hey, bud. What's your uh, your couch story here? That's what we're doing. Who died on your couch? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was helping a family member move a couch uh, probably <laughs> probably about a year ago. They had water damage to their home during a storm. A tree fell on their house, so they had to move out. <clears throat> so when they were moving back in, they needed help, you know, rearranging the furniture, all that kind of stuff. So one of their old couches... We picked up, me and one of my cousins picked up, and it had empty, uh, or full pee bottles. Wait, full bottles of urine? Bottles of urine. So the the cousin who who I um, was there with wasn't the one who lived there. So when the other one who lived there walked in, He's like, yeah, man, I just got, I just didn't feel like getting off the couch and just pee in a bottle. Oh, my God. He, he was so lazy, he wouldn't get up to the, to the bathroom. He would just pee in the bottle and put it under the couch? Exactly. And there must have been about probably 20. Oh, my 20. God. You know, Michael Jackson, and this is the truth. This is a story that was reported. Thanks. He would pee in bottles around the house and, and just leave them there. Howard Hughes did that, Howard too. Hughes, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, guess what? Our buddy Ra's on the line. Hey. We're talking to Ra in a little while. What's up, Ra? Family. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? man? Hey, well, you can, no one's mentioned having sex on the couch and how many times sex has been had. Ants. I know you and you know and your wife are doing the full sixty nine, but no one else <laughs> seems to be having sex. No, on the couches. no, I, uh, but that doesn't. I mean, you well, know. in your earlier years, uh, a lot of banging on on the couch. A lot of times, what you do now is you say, "Let's take this up to the." Uh, I haven't done that in a long time. To the arboretum. I've blown a couch out. You understand? Really? Yeah. Good for you, man. So we move couches. The couch slides all over the floor and scratches up the wood floor. It's horrible. Yeah, it's wow. Horrible. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I don't want to give anybody my couch. If you're on a wood floor, it's got a true. lot of little little baby rods in it. <laughs> Thanks for the warning, Rob. Oh, well, so Preston, you had a story. Oh, you had a story about his particular couch. Oh yeah, that you couldn't. Your, your, John, your high school buddies. Don't the, uh... don't. Oh yeah, yeah. There was yeah, a yeah. sign was, over it too. Yeah, yeah. And there was another one that uh, a few of us got crabs from. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. It was uh, Gary's apartment, and uh, and Gary was a he was a whore. And uh, you know who, and everybody banged on that couch, man. And like you know, two, two or three of the of the of the, uh, of the crew ended up getting crabs, and we were pretty certain that it didn't happen from unclean women. It happened from being on that goddamn couch. Jeez, oh, yeah, it was nasty. Couldn't you wipe the crabs off with the dead bodies? I don't remember the fate of that. I remember one time. This is a weird little story. I'll have to handle this delicately. But I'm sitting watching a movie, and I was probably I was a teenager. And I was wearing really loose shorts. Yeah. And I was under like an Afghan or something like that. Oh, God. And I just, not unlike Casey, I had my hands on my crotch, you yeah. know, just for an extended amount of time. Yeah. And I guess I was just kind of scratching myself. And after a while, I realized I'm playing with myself right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, I had no idea <laughs> that until all of a sudden yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, that's what, I'm almost there. And um, So you finished. No, I did not finish. <laughs> he waited till the family left the room. I stopped immediately. I'm doing this right here with the family, sitting on the couch, and I had no idea. I was even dip- I was accidentally pleasuring myself. Sometimes you get in the zone. I guess so. Hey, you get in the zone. I wasn't even thinking about it. No. It was really weird. Uh, but you feel see. comfortable at home. Well, if you can't feel comfortable at home, 
uh, then you can't feel comfortable. Can a man come home and anywhere make and love to himself in front of his family? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Hi. Hi. Uh, so you found something strange in your couch. Super strange. I was changing my second child's uh, diaper soon after he was born, and I realized his umbilical cord fell off. Didn't think anything of it, looked for it, couldn't find it, thought it must have been in the diaper. And about a year later, took the cushions off, was vacuuming and cleaning up, and found this very odd-looking thing. Picked it up, and there it was, my child's umbilical cord. Oh, Oh my God. A rotting umbilical cord in the couch. Did you guys save any of those? No. Oh, no. No, no, no. I think we might have one. Is that a thing? Is that like a piece of birthday cake? Or uh, it's, well, it like wedding cake? Thanks for your call, by the way, Rebecca. It eventually falls off. And it looks it's, like a raisin. Yeah, and it's kind of this hard material. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's like a almost like a giant scab is what it's like, really. Well, you're, you're in your and It's in my there. zone right there. But um, I'm not sure if we saved this. Umbilical cord. That's nasty. Anyhow, there's a lot of odd things. Odds. Odds and yes. ends. Uh, that you can find in your couch. But uh, the average American couch is uh, six years old, according to this Gallup poll uh, that was done. And uh, interesting. I, di- I didn't think that would warrant a bunch of stories. And but it apparently, did. The, the American couch is a story unto itself. Born in America. Yeah, so thank you it's for... It's time to leave the general store now and leave the odds and ends to themselves. So we have goodbye to the proprietor, Preston Elliott. <laughs> Thanks to y'all for stopping by. The tip of that. Now y'all come back soon now. Come back we'll now. We'll see you soon. That's right. All right, uh, I would like to give away... Uh, I like this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I would like to give away a $50 gift card, and this way you can head to Sedona Tap House for First Friday and enjoy. They have, by the way, an eight... Dollar eight ounce black Angus flat iron steak, normally priced at seventeen fifty, at Sedona Tap House in the heart of Phoenixville every Monday during lunch and dinner, and a dollar is going to be donated to the featured charity that month for every steak. Sold. That's great. Yeah, they have great food. So let's take caller number eighteen. We'll give you fifty. You know, what? let's take callers eighteen and twenty. Ooh. We're going to skip. No, we can't skip nineteen. Yes, you can. Eighteen and nineteen. All right, two one five two six three. Yes, you can. Yeah. Uh, 18 and 19, 215 WMMR, $50 gift card. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Dennis Quaid coming up when we return. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Thrice. Shine now. Papa Roche. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. Uh, our friend Meredith brings in many of the comedians that we deal with at, at Helium every weekend, so she brought in John Lovitz this morning. Apparently, yeah. the doll uh, that John Lovitz brought in has not stopped talking since they left. It's <laughs> That's been what going, he said. It's he been said. going it's off in, in her car the whole time. <laughs> so he doesn't know how to get in and turn the mechanism no. off? Uh, that's probably why he seemed reticent to activate to do it. it. Yeah. yeah, You're right, Steve. He didn't want to do it. He was like, yeah. oh, I just thought it was a pain in the ass to turn on or something like that. And he didn't want so, Actually, the look on his face was, oh, God, this thing's going to be talking forever. I yeah. had no idea. Marissa? That explains why he walked out to all the interns. He's like, did uh, did anyone make it to level 10 yet? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, okay. so it's still going now. So well, I wonder, do you give know. that to a friend or someone you're not that thrilled with? Either or. Either or, yeah. yeah. Either or, that would definitely work. Uh, I need to mention this. We have a new Daily Rush video for you to uh, check out. And uh, the description, well, it's called Feeding Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Uh, The description is, and it's a quote from the video, Come on, kids, we're feeding Harvey Weinstein. 
Uh, you can watch it now at uh, PrestonandSteve.com, and it's sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. Case, can you give me... I can't reach over there oh, still man, because of my, my bad shoulder. Uh, the blood drive. Uh-huh. I want to make sure I give the information and uh, and have everybody get on this as soon as possible. The earlier, the better. Our 14th annual I Bleed for Presidency Blood Drive is coming up Saturday, June 15th. New location. Actually, it's an old location. We're headed, yes. We've been there before. We're headed to the uh, Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks. And it's it's very similar to uh, what you used to, or if you remembered over there, it's a lot of space. Very comfortable, good air conditioning, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are we're going to have some tchotchkes for you, some freebies just for signing up and, and participating. So everybody gets the newest Preston and Steve T-shirt, which we're working on developing right now. And uh, this year's pint glass from Window Nation, which is very cool. Uh, hundreds of donors will also be randomly selected to receive a pair of tickets to one of uh, these two concerts that are coming up at the BB&T Pavilion uh, it's Smashing Pumpkins and Noel Gallagher or Alice Cooper and Hailstorm. So you could walk away with some free tickets, too. Nice. Uh, but we want to we wanna go for the record. Uh, we didn't even know there was a record, but apparently there is one. And we came inside of like 15 to 20 pints of getting of having the largest blood drive in the country. Which is honestly, statistically, is nothing. We could have covered yeah. that. Yeah. We knew it was big, but we didn't yeah. know it was that big. Apparently, it's that big. So, can, well, thank you, by the way, to everybody who has ever participated in this. But let's let's go for it. Let's try and, let's try and push this one over the top. Uh, there will be kids' activities. You can bring your kids if you want to. Paint a treasure. Uh, paint and take art studio. And also, aim high studio. And Alex's lemonade stand is there. Rita's water ice. There's yoga. There's all kinds of things going on while we're there. And there's new ways to expedite your experience there, which is very cool. Yeah, if you need uh, information about that, about maybe how to make it a little more quick, you can go to WMMR.com. And what we absolutely encourage you to do is check the eligibility guidelines while you're there. And that might... Um, that might uh, keep you from taking up somebody's slot. Let's say you've uh, you've had a medication... Or maybe you took one a year ago that you didn't know for some reason disqualified you from being able to donate blood. Um, that information will be on there, and that way you don't make the. Uh, we I need to find out if you know we went to London uh, this uh, in in October, and sometimes travel to Europe will keep you from being able to donate. So we need to look up those guidelines they as well. Eat fish and chips over there. Uh, it's usually not Europe though. No, for, well, it depends on when because. When we traveled to Ireland and they had uh, that uh, foot and mouth and disease, yeah. hand and mouth disease, or foot and mouth. Yeah. Anyway, they had the disease. Hand foot mouth. Hand foot and mouth disease. Foot to mouth. Yeah, ATM. That's different. <laughs> Guys, that's completely different. Oh, anyway, but we uh, I couldn't learn anything. Familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so keep that in mind. Your travels may have uh, disqualified you. So uh, yeah, I want you to know that stuff uh, before. Uh, you get on board because we're going for the we're going for the the first place. Yep, absolutely. So that is available. A couple other things to make you aware of: there is a ticket raid for the MM Barbecue. It's yeah. tonight, by the way, and the MM Army is going to be at Jersey's, uh, which is in Glenside, and that is tonight from what time there. Eight to ten, yeah, eight yep. to ten with Alf, and Alf will be there. Is he going to be there? I don't know if he's going to be there. If All he's right. not, uh, just make sure that uh, you ask for him. Does does he look like Alf? Yes. Okay. All right. There's a, a friend of Kathy's <laughs> who looks like Alf. That alone should be enough for you to go Go by. out and see Alf. But you also might win MMRBQ barbecue tickets every 10 minutes are going to be given away. And also uh, Bud Light specials uh, will be happening. And, man, that is May 18th. Mm-hmm. We're 16 days away from that. 
uh, and that's Shinedown and Joan Jett and uh, Struts and Evanescence, Fozzie, Bad Wolves, Glorious Sons, uh, Local Act, Saravo as well. It's so going to be awesome. We're all getting very excited for that. Very so thrilled. Keep, it, keep in mind, that's tonight from uh, 8 till 10 p.m. Also thrilled about our next guest. We, we had a really cool thing happen several years ago. He stopped by in person, and we were all excited and, and happy to meet him because he's, yeah, he's one of like, our favorites. One of our favorites. And according to eSurance, he ranks very, very high in likability. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in case you didn't know that. His commercials are brilliant. Uh-huh. Ladies and gentlemen, promoting The Intruder, which is going to be in theaters uh, everywhere tomorrow. This is Dennis Quayle. Yeah. Hey. Hello, hello. Hey, Dennis. How are you? How are you this morning? We're we're doing wonderful. By the way, I love. I we're, we're obviously we're going to talk about the intruder, but I'm loving this commercial campaign that you're running with insurance. And I, I, and I knew you were high on the likability scale. By the way, I just I had that well, feeling. I am surprisingly painless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm looking uh, on our our monitor here that that says that you're on the phone line, and it says here, "quote I had a big night last night." What were you into last night? Well, we had the premiere uh, here oh. in Los Angeles, okay. California. Yeah, and so, of course, we had the after party and all that stuff. Oh, okay. So I, I took lots of selfies. <laughs> well, let's explain what this is, by the way. The Intruder is, I'm a sucker, many people are a sucker for this kind of movie. Uh, you have this uh, young, attractive couple. They buy what is their dream home in the Napa Valley from this widower who is you, a guy named Charlie Peck. Seems to be the nicest guy possible. It couldn't be a better scenario. And as moviegoers know, it's not good. And uh, and, and, are you yourself a sucker for these kind of movies, Dennis? Oh, of course. Who who isn't? You know, uh, it's like it's like a car uh, amusement park ride. Yeah. you get a lot of adrenaline for it, and people talk to the screen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and as as a moviegoer, you sit there and you want all the T's, uh, you know, crossed and the I's dotted. You want all those things that you know, uh, because you know. Obviously, we don't know the ending. We haven't seen it yet. But but I, what I really love about it um, is that you, as we say, a very likable guy, is being cast against type as I this. Really like- as this I lunatic, like right? Like <laughs> and in fact, one of the, one of the reviews says Dennis Quaid is so over the top glorious in this movie that it earns the movie a full recommendation in and of itself. Well, for being over the top, the <laughs> uh, the directors, thank God for him because yeah. I told him right from the top. Look, I'm going to need you to kind of hold me back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's good though. I mean, too far out there. Yeah, it's it's got to be fun though because you know the, I think the writer also wrote a movie that's uh, is similar in tone called Lakeview Terrace, um, and uh, that's the same sort of thing where you know you, because what happens is I think in these cases Dennis is that we all this is not like you're traveling in space you could end up with a situation we all buy homes at some point we all have those crazy neighbors it, this is within the it's realm a great of reality buy home by the way what's that. It's a great time to buy a home. <laughs> are you? Did I read in fact that you, you yourself, are you? Were you in the process of selling a home when this movie was being made? Um, yes, I was. <laughs> it's good. Well, it's a good. Th- did you complete the sale before selling two? Okay, because I would imagine it'd be more difficult to sell it after the movie's released. Hey, yeah, I had not thought of that. Yeah. Thank uh, and thank God those those are have been closed. 
I, I would hate to be an escrow when this movie comes out. <laughs> Everyone would back out of the deal. So, so for you, was there anybody, any screen villain, or anybody you channeled? Or because to me, the, the most, the most malevolent uh, people on screen or characters are the ones that in, you know believe they're doing right or they're doing. They're the ones that are in the right. Was there any particular? Yeah, that's, Go ahead. That's the delicious thing about playing a villain. You know, um, it, it's 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 wonderful to do because you can kind of go over the top, and it's, you know, uh, going too far is uh, is hard to do. <laughs> right? Because he thinks of, he thinks of himself as a, as a, a victim instead of a villain, and that's that's what villains think of themselves. And uh, the, it, it's, it's a lot of fun that uh, you can have with a character that way. Well, he, he he seems while he's the house is sold, he seems to be unable to tear himself away from the house, and in fact, that's where things start to go south. And we learn that perhaps think his though he is a is a widower. We're not quite sure exactly what happened to the wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you find out towards when it's way too late. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing. You really love this, don't you? <laughs> well, it's really fun. This is the kind of movie that's. A lot of fun to see with an audience. Yeah, and uh, like I said, you do talk to the screen, and uh, you know, it's. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I've, there's so many great uh, villains in this uh, in this genre. Yeah, and uh, I just kind of just let go and uh, just made it up as I went along. You know, it's funny because oh. you, you have an antithetical thing. You have the sequel to uh, A Dog's Purpose. Wow. Um, coming out as well. That's coming out in two weeks. That's right. Coming out in two weeks. And parents, please do not take your uh, <laughs> into the intruder. <laughs> You're going to see the parents crying <laughs> By the way, I love that movie as well. I mean, again, because of your incredible likability. <laughs> uh, uh, but it's... Well, yeah. Yeah, any any pet owner, but I mean, for to, the first twenty, you think for the first twenty of the minutes of the movie that you know he is the parent trap, yeah, right? Yeah. He kind of uh, he flips the coin on you. Now I love it. I love it. I love that you're you're getting a chance to uh, to uh, you know to to go go with this way. When they take a character or take an actor, and an actor gets to go in a different direction, it's always cool to see. Especially since you're you're a great actor, we've loved the stuff. Preston and I were talking about. I think one of a very underrated performance of yours was as Doc Holliday in, in the movie Wyatt Earp. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I, I was watching that the other day, and, and the amount of weight, weight you was lost was just incredible. Dennis, did we lose him? Bye bye. Yeah, I think we lost him. Yeah, I heard. Uh, I heard a, uh, a a big loud noise. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I think that was an accident. I don't think. It was <laughs> There it goes. Yes. Maybe what happened was he put his hand down on the phone. <laughs> I, don't know. I didn't even get to play the outro song. It was because uh, he was in The Intruder. Oh, okay. Oh. I was so excited. Oh, that's too bad. Well, he did say he had a lot of fun last night. Yeah, he so did. So maybe I... he fell on the phone. <laughs> Steve, he just passed out and fell face first, and his face hit the phone and shut it off. Uh, a dog, dog's purpose. Mm-hmm. That's too bad. I was going to ask him. Um, well, I'll answer. What do you like to eat? No, I wasn't going to ask him what I like to eat because I was I was flipping through his IMDb and and he's God he's been in so many movies over yeah. over the years and you know sometimes I wonder if actors go back like we do as movie viewers 
um, and wonder what happened to those characters. Yeah. Late, later on God in life. God damn, I would have liked to have heard you ask that question. Because I was looking at, you know, one of my favorite movies that he was in was Breaking Away. It came out in, in you know, around 1980, 1979. And I wonder whatever happened to Mike, his character he played. That's a great movie. I think that movie would oh, stand the test of time. I don't, I think that transcends, it's, it's about... Your friends growing up, and it's also about a kid's relationship with his father. Yep, yep. And then I was wondering what uh, Tuck Pendleton from Inner Space, maybe what, what yeah. happened. Yeah, you know, he was also in the the uh, the right stuff. Yeah, Gordon and he Cooper. is so damn good in that. Yep, I agree. Yeah, a lot of playing really the you know the the cocky young astronaut. Yeah. All right. So anyhow, we may well, that ne- was it. We may never know. All right, we our, have to move on. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. We moved on. Yes. Remember a couple of weeks ago, Preston, I was telling you I thought I had a really good idea for for a potential movie. And uh, and I was I, I told I would talk to Nick Murphy about hey do you think this is a good idea because it's it's the same thing a continuation of like what and so I think if the character happens John, after Pee Wee's Big Adventure <laughs> no after he dies after, after he, dies. he dies apparently he didn't die okay no but I always wanted to know what happened to Josh Baskin after Big you know he yeah went, and uh, so I had an idea for I think a big sequel where uh, Colin Hanks could actually play old. Tom Hanks. Huh. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. As a grown-up version of Josh Baskin, okay. who then um, is perhaps unlucky in love or something along those lines that brings him to the Zoltan machine, and he decides he, he the love of his life was uh, whatever her name was from that movie. Elizabeth um, Perkins. Perkins, yeah. And so he decides does to... Does he make her a little girl and get in trouble with the law? He does not. No, what he decides to he do is... He stays an adult. <laughs> Yeah, and he makes her Our a nine year old. That's horrible. Uh huh. It big went bad. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So he he yeah. he wishes to grow old, and then he finds Elizabeth Perkins, and then they they live their lives as oh geriatrics. So he, so he yeah. jumps ahead. He jumps ahead to catch up with her. Mm-hmm. So there, but there was only I mean, so you think about it though. He was um, he was thirteen, I think, in the movie. And what she's supposed to be in her like. Mid twenties, early thirties, mid twenties. By the time they got to be that age, it would have been all right. It would have been banging you know a, you, a cougar, yeah, banging a cougar. Yeah. Did you know yeah, it would be good for you to see? It's a, it's a really good movie, I think, with Christopher Reeve and Jane Seymour. It's called Somewhere in Time. Mm. And, never, never and, even and, heard uh, of that. Yes, so it, it involves time travel and a love that spans the ages. The mechanism for time travel is a little stupid, yeah. But otherwise, it's uh, it's uh, it's touching. But how mentally messed up would Josh had been if if that movie were real? Yeah, yeah. And he went through all that. Yeah. And then he has to go back to normal life. Don't you think that would kind of screw him it up would, a little yeah. bit? Especially when no one would believe you. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, except you his buddy, his buddy, who probably would go on to have a virulent drug addiction after yeah. going through all of that. So I don't know. Huh. Sounds like fun. <laughs> Really makes big. Really seems sort of more tragic. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, right? what, now I'm trying to think of what movies yeah. had an ending that seemed all right. Yeah. But if you really looked back at it, and what would have happened afterwards, probably wouldn't have been so fun. Greece, because eventually they hit an altitude where they can't breathe. <laughs> right. Eventually, <laughs> the, the air thins out and they start to freeze. Oh my god! And they just pass <laughs> out. <laughs> And then you'd see the veins, and you know the veins would start to fill. You know, yes. Oh my god, that thing doesn't have a down. It just keeps going up. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a big aside for you. Uh, Pierre ended up in a conversation recently with the guy that invented that piano that Robert Loggia and Tom Hanks play on. Oh yeah, that guy is local. He works at a pharmacy. 
He made a bajillion dollars with a million different inventions over the years, including that piano that they featured in the movie. Isn't that odd? What that does he do was at the pharmacy. He does it for fun, Kath. Like he, he's in his eighties. He's lived a life. He still works there he's at the pharmacy. Work, but but the, the, pharmacy. the cottage industry is what made him all his millions. Yeah, oh, we assume millions. Yeah, he invented several things, including that piano. Wow. Okay. I, was, I remember every everybody wanted that piano when it came out. Yeah, but then you get it home and you play with it for like two days and then you're done. Enough of this crap. We have one of those. I got one for Rochelle because she always, I, I think we were watching Big and, and she was like, I always wanted one of those when I was a kid. So I got her that for Christmas one year. Uh, we used it that day yeah. and, then and threw it's it out. been underneath the bed ever since then. I would like to make a, a version of that that's a super huge guitar with big cables that you have to run. Yeah. Bang, you like kick them. You know what the, I have seen though on Instagram press? <laughs> uh-uh. It's a small little guitar. Have you seen the thing that's like a fret? It almost just looks like the fret board. Okay. I think, because I know you like to, I mean, you've, yeah. got, you've got a regular guitar, oh, so it doesn't guitar, matter, but but, but still... it's like a portable travel thing. Uh, have you seen Have you seen this thing? I may no. have. All there right. are so many things on Instagram that pop up that are like, ooh, and yeah. then, I'll never get that. Yeah. You know, but they're kind of fun. I've seen like miniature guitars that have a small amp in them, or you can just hook it onto the back of the guitar, and yeah. it's, uh, you know, it does a pretty decent job. Half of them job, are crap. So, hey, yeah. we got to do this our file. Oh, sorry. Crap. Oh, I didn't know. I, uh, oh, that's my bad. Oh. I was killing time. Yeah, me too. Oh, well, screw this. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Getting all, right. all wrapped up and big. Yeah. All right. So, anyhow, Maurice Pier. Uh, they bring you the Bizarre File. And Wildwood Stock rocks Maurice Pier in Wildwood, New Jersey, May 3rd through the 5th with live music, a vowel renewal ceremony in front of the giant Ferris wheel, rides, and the debut of Wildwooder Beer, brewed by Cape May Brewing Company, all commemorating Maury's 50th anniversary. A woman was stung um, about 30 times in a bee attack in Tempe Monday afternoon. You think, well, I've heard worse than that. People yeah. People being stung hundreds, hundreds of, times. of times. Yeah, But here's, so, so rescue crews were called out to a home daycare where here's the deal. Here's how it happened. The hive had blown off a tree and landed on the woman's head. Oh, my God. Did <laughs> it cover her entire head? While she was walking to pick up her son, she said, walking up to the house, and she posted this on, on Facebook, I believe, and said, uh, and with, with my wonderful luck, the second I got out of my car and walk under it, it falls on my head. Yes, it fell directly on my head. I heard it explode on my head. Oh, my God. Said a huge gust of wind happened to blow, and that's when <laughs> the hive... <laughs> Like, yeah, it stuck like a, yeah. like a cartoon. And the bitch of it was that she was, happened to be right in front of a house that was throwing a costume party. Uh, <laughs> You're a beehive, right? Oh, no. what a great costume. Uh, landed on top of her head. She said she was stung over 30 times. She said, my head, my shoulders, my oh. arms, my fingers. Uh-huh. And she said she rushed uh, inside to the Bees! shower. Bees! And immediately took Benadryl. Uh, the woman was taken to the hospital to be checked out, but she's now recovering at home, and she's... Uh, she said she's thankful that it wasn't her son that this happened to. What was the bug you just mentioned recently in a story that uh, targets the face? I don't remember. Remember, there's a, a, it's a, a beetle or something that or stings or bites, yeah, I'm and not it goes sure. right for the face. I'm not sure. Oh. Uh, hopefully, cremains don't clog toilets. Thomas Wells of Pittsburgh reportedly threw his grandparents' ashes into the toilet because his mother, Denise Porter, complained about uh, his boozing and weed smoking last fall. Mm. They figured that would win her over? Yeah, I'll show you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Porter only discovered what Wells had done in February. Uh, He's been charged with two counts of abuse of a corpse. Ah, interesting. And one count of criminal mischief, and he is due back in court on May 13th. 
And uh, you know, I'll just do one more since we've already run screwed it up way past our time. <laughs> yeah, it was my fault. Uh, let's go with. Uh, oh man, these are these are really long stories. Let me find one that's a little less. Uh, you want another B story? Yeah, please. Yeah, okay. Not? Yes. Bees oh, everywhere. Uh, dozens of beehives were attacked and set on fire in Texas over the weekend in an act that killed an estimated half a million bees. Oh, I don't like this. No, it's not cool at all. The beehives were discovered on Saturday morning, scattered across the bee yard. Several hives appeared ashen black, and one brood frame floated in the water nearby with bees still uh, caring for the eggs. Uh, each colony averages about 30,000 bees, and uh, they estimate at least 20 hives are damaged and half a million bees burned to death or drowned. That's not cool. No. Um, especially since a bee shortage can actually be detrimental to the environment. It absolutely can. Authorities are searching. That's what caused the happening. Uh, searching for suspects in the attack, and the suspects are expected to face charges of arson and felony criminal mischief. So they can't figure out why. Somebody would do that. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file. All right. Uh, we are giving away. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, wait, oh. No. 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 Well, I meant no. to hand you that. I'm okay. Sorry. Good. Yeah. No, it's it's all good because I have a $50 sit on tap house gift card. And uh, you know what? I'm going to give away my last two. So we'll take callers 7 and 8 at 215-263-WMMR. And you will be good to go first Friday in Phoenixville tomorrow. Keep that in mind. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, Not a bad looking day outside the window as we speak. There's actual sunshine, uh, which we're pretty much counting on. Mainly clouds today. There are afternoon thunderstorms that can come into play today, uh, but much warmer Getting near 85 degrees. Was that going to be a record, do you think? Don't know. I've uh. not heard those words, uh, but uh, you never know, man. It seems pretty damn warm. Uh, afternoon thunderstorms tomorrow, high 72. Not sure what time that's supposed to roll in. And then uh, Saturday, just cloudy and 74. So <clears throat> lots of outdoor, outdoor activities are starting to take place, like uh, the first Friday in Phoenixville and the um, Walk a Mile in Hershey's event, which is on uh, Saturday. So... Uh, checking the weather forecast might be a good thing to do regularly uh, as we head into this weekend. I'm going to do a lesson question and going to give away a pair of tickets and some free food uh, at the Food Truck Craze Cinco Bash happening uh, May 4th and 5th. So that's uh, that's this weekend as well. So another outdoor activity to keep in mind. Question is, Angelica Houston is no longer doing anything dangerous, including fist fighting what? 215-263-WMMR. Early this morning, 6 o'clock hour. Angelica Houston is no longer doing anything dangerous, including fist fighting what? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. We'll know if you, that you were listening. If you get the correct answer, we're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Primo Hoagies. Primo is celebrating National Hoagie Day on Monday, May 6th. Uh, rewards members. You get a great tasting, primo-sized Italian turkey and cheese or ham and cheese for only 
five ninety nine. It's a good price. Details and locations at primohoagies.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, producers of the daytime show The Talk replacing Sarah Gilbert with Marie Osmond. Defending the move, they issued a statement saying Osmond is very similar to Gilbert, especially if you squint really hard and slam your head in a car door. <laughs> oh, my God. Robert Kraft has been ordered to appear in court in person in his prostitution case involving a Florida day spa. Kraft's defense team says the order is unfair and that the court is jerking him around more than his favorite girl, Kiko. <laughs> and finally, Khloe Kardashian. You got to check this picture out. Turning heads around Calabasas after receiving a dramatic lip plumping treatment. Oh, no. Khloe even wowed onlookers by reinflating an SUV tire with her mouth. Wow. <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to our lesson question. Angelica Houston is no longer doing anything dangerous, uh, including fist fighting. What? And I will go to Mike for the answer. Hey, Mike. Hey. Hey, buddy. All right. So Angelica Houston is not fist fighting. What? Hey, bear. Bears. Yeah. Hey, bud. Get your information set you up, and you, sir, get a pair of tickets and some free food at the food truck craze Cinco Bash happening. May 5th and 4th, outside at Oaks Expo Center. Over 30 food trucks, axe throwing, zip lining, oversized inflatable games, live music, margaritas, and more. Tickets on sale at foodtruckcraze.com. Uh, is this the picture in question, uh, Nick, of uh I don't know. It's her Chloe? most recent Instagram post. I don't know if this is the one you were talking about, Steve. No, no, no. She's walking down the uh, street. Okay. She's holding a coffee. Okay. And I think she's got her kid with her, All and... Right. Uh, it's like... <laughs> oh, no. I got to see that. All right, let's get to music news. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. What the f***? All right, we will begin with uh, Tool singer Man and James Keenan. He has apparently hinted that fans may hear some new music on the band's upcoming tour dates. I posted a meme on Twitter of the band with a thought bubble from him that read, Feeling cute might play some new material on this upcoming tour. I don't know. I feel cute. It was accompanied by the hashtags, Riot Gear Retired, and While You Were Whining, We Were Working. Uh, Tools Live shows will get underway this coming Sunday uh, when the band appears at the Welcome to Rockville in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, followed by a string of summer and uh, U.S. and European festival slots. Uh, guitarist Adam Jones posted a clip of himself on Instagram uh, writing, getting ready for Sunday, and he was playing what seems to be a new riff. Uh, so it could be a new song. We'll have to see if they play it live or not. Rival Sons will perform live for members of Black Sabbath as part of the Grammy Salute to Music Legends, an award ceremony and live tribute concert that's set to take place on Saturday, May 11th at the Dolby Theater in Los Angeles. Steve, is this the one that they do after... Yes, like they did for the like for Paul McCartney, and then they did for the Bee Gees. They just did it. Well, they just aired the one they did um, from from the last Grammys, which was a tribute to Motown. Okay, so this is um, this yeah for Black Sabbath. It's pretty wild, isn't interesting, it? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, is it just Sabbath or Man's of that ilk? Uh, Sabbath are among. Oh, okay. This year's Lifetime Achievement Award. Arnie. So, so right. there would be a few others. George Clinton in Parliament Funkadelic, Julio Iglesias, uh, Sam and Dave. Uh, Dion Warwick and a few others. A tribute concert will feature rare performances by honorees and artists they've inspired, and it is not clear which members of Black Sabbath will attend. Uh, Zach Efron, the actor, has praised James Hetfield of Metallica in his performance 
in the thriller Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. It premieres uh, tomorrow. I want to see it. On Netflix and select theaters. And the film follows the relationship between notorious serial killer Ted Bundy, played by Efron, his longtime girlfriend, played by Lily Collins, who at the time had no knowledge of his crimes. Uh, so Hetfield plays uh, a cop. He plays yeah. Bob Hayward, Utah Highway Patrol veteran, uh, who was the first law enforcement officer to arrest Bundy in 1975. Uh, now, he's done some other stuff where he's played himself, uh, but this is his first dramatic role. And during an interview on Tuesday Night Shimmy Kimmel Live, Efron was asked about Hetfield's performance. He said, James Hetfield's, to his credit, absolutely nailed the part. Just crushed it. Uh, it's like he's been acting his whole life. He had no fear. He did a great job. I was all ready to give James an acting tip or two, but he didn't ask for a single one. He said, James Hetfield is the S. Uh, even though he said I was acting, <clears throat> when I got pulled over by James Hetfield, it was kind of like a dream come true. For a lot of dudes, it would be their dream come true. So he's giving him thumbs up on the performance. Hey, and he looks state trooperish, yep. you know? Tom Morello is the first musician named to as an ambassador for the American Civil Liberty U- Liberties Union uh, campaign for smart justice, described as a, a nationwide effort to reduce the U.S. jail and prison population by 50% and to combat racism in the criminal justice system. Uh, Morello remarked, I've been a longtime supporter of the ACLU, and in these troubled times, I want to do everything I can to tilt the fulcrum of justice in the right direction. And this is pretty cool. The just-released track listing to the Rocketman biopic shows that Elton John uh, duets on a newly written song with his silver screen counterpart, Taron Egerton. Oh, cool. Is it a new song? Yeah. Uh, the end credit track, no doubt a soon-to-be contender for an Academy Award, is titled uh, I'm Gonna Love Me Again, written by... I Love Me Last Night. Uh, written by Elton and Bernie Taupin, and ah. co-produced by Giles Martin and Greg Kirsten. I saw a new trailer for the movie uh, yesterday, showing him, like, uh, with um, your song, playing it, you know, in the uh, yeah. to, to a record where he's like, this stinks. You no, know? I'm yeah, yeah, kidding. Yeah, so mm. I, I, I love those... Well, you know, hopefully it's somewhat accurate. Mm-hmm. That, that, you know, the, the climb up. A Variety quoted Elton John uh, talking about Egerton and other actors in the film uh, singing the songs that they're so closely identified with Elton's vocals. He said it was so important that the music I composed and recorded had to be sung by Taron. I, I left Taron in the hands of Giles Martin, who I trusted implicitly because he's brilliant. And I didn't want to be in Taryn's shadows watching over the process. I trusted them to do what they needed to do artistically. And listening back, I've been astonished with the results, he said. So that's cool. By the way, I thought this was kind of interesting. A guitarist, Davey Johnstone, uh, who is, if you've ever seen Elton John on stage, you know this guy. Yes. Long, yeah, blonde yeah. hair. Yep. Uh, joined Elton John's band in 1971. Currently serves as his musical director. Has been lucky enough to witness Elton and Bernie Taupin. Uh, songwriting partnership up close for nearly 50 years and is literally... Seen some of Rock's most beloved songs being written right in front of him. He said Elton would have a stack of lyrics, you know, which he'd get from yeah. Bernie, and he'd just uh, look through them. He wouldn't do any pre-work on the songs. In those days, he said it would. Uh, he wouldn't ever sneak them home with him or anything. He'd wait till they get to the studio and then literally sit down after breakfast and write a song. He said, I mean, I've seen him write songs in the time that it's taken me to make a chicken sandwich or something <laughs> wow. like that. And he'd write a masterpiece. So uh, it's a great uh, partnership between him and uh, Bernie Taupin. And chicken sandwiches are wonderful. (laughs) Just another application of the marvelous 
chicken. That beautiful animal. Beautiful animal. Uh, yeah. Do you want to hear some of Taryn singing yeah. uh, Rocket Man? Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. All right, here we go. This is from the soundtrack. Okay. So. She packed my bags last night, pre-flight. Not bad. Yeah. Sounds enough like hell. He's not trying, he's doing a little bit of Elton. He's not doing a full on impression. Which is fine. Yes, totally. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nice. Also, in the movie Sing, he plays the gorilla. Yes. And he sings at the, the, you know, the big finale at the end. He does, I'm still standing. Yeah. He sounds so good. It's great. Yeah. yeah and really he also is. physically, when he's done up, looks like yeah. yeah, Elton. He's taking it on. It's great. All right. There you go. It's right on Music News. Hey, uh, I understand we have a movie screening. Uh, it's on Monday, and it is uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. This bizarrely looks good. Yeah, yeah. I'm Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. How can you yeah, not yeah. love it? Uh, 7.30, UA Riverview opens nationwide on Friday, May 10th. Why don't we uh, take, uh, let's say, eight callers and set you up with free movie passes. 215-263-WMMR. That is the number. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Get ready to wrap this sucker up. Stay with us. Here comes the MMR. Join Marissa Magnata and the MM Army Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. at the brand new Sterling Pig Public House, 113 West Market Street in Westchester. It's a Preston and Steve totally off his calendar rate with 2019 Calendar Girls Julie and Elsie and free calendar. Hang with the MM Army and Bud Light Thursday from 8 to 10 p.m. at Jersey's, 2609 Mount Carmel Ave in Glenside, PA for an MM Barbecue 2019 ticket rate. Win tickets every 10 minutes and enjoy Bud Light specials. MMR's big friggin' deal. Get two general admission non-dated daily tickets to Sahara Sands Oasis for just $35. Enjoy New Jersey's largest indoor water park available through Sunday while supplies last at WMMR.com keyword deal. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. That's the struts and prima donna like me on 93.3 WMMR following suit with their high energy, fun, cool rock music. And they'll be on stage at the MM Barbecue. How about that, man? Having a fun, up-tempo, energetic rock show for you. And that is on the 18th. I don't even have to say May anymore. I just say on the 18th, and you know what I'm talking about. So that's how soon it's coming up. It's a ticket raid. It is tonight, and you can actually show up and have a chance to win tickets every 10 minutes or so. As the MM MM Army is going to be at uh, Jersey's in Glenside. So stop by tonight. There's going to be Bud Light specials. And uh, like I said, your chance to win those tickets. All right. So don't miss the opportunity to get some freebies from 93.3 WMMR. Uh, Thanks to those who were on our program today. That would include um, John Lovitz. Yes, and his doll. Yeah, John and his doll, who apparently wouldn't shut up (laughs) all the way wherever Meredith, uh, our friend, was uh, taking him. Uh, so, Little Diablo, right? Yep, and he's at Helium tonight for one show, tomorrow for one show, uh, and then Saturday for two shows. You can go to heliumcomedy.com to get the information and the tickets. Uh, Dennis Quaid is on the program. Yeah. Had a Woo! lovely six-minute interview with him. Uh, somehow or another, we got cut off, unfortunately. Yeah, it's annoying. Uh, the movie's called The Intruder. It's in theaters tomorrow. And thank you, uh, First Fridays in Phoenixville and Sedona Tap House for coming by today. <laughs> uh, the website is... 
SedonaTapHouse.com. And Nick, are you just going to be milling about the streets of Phoenixville tomorrow? It's such a great time. Yeah, yeah. The, Phoenixville basically just opens up all the doors to their bars and restaurants, and there are a lot of all of those. And uh, we park right in the middle. We're at um, the corner of Bridge and Main. We're there from six to eight, and uh, it's we're so, so we're like in the center of all the activity. But stop by, say hi to us, and then enjoy what Phoenixville has to offer. Uh, six p.m. to eight p.m. at the corner of Bridge and Main tomorrow night. Very good. Piero Bears here and uh, cleaning his specs, getting ready for a good show. Yo ho! How you doing, man? Fine, thank you. Excellent. Supposed to get to 85 degrees. What's it like? We haven't been out since dark this morning. No, it's nice. Um, It looked as if it was going to be chilly walking out of the uh, house, and then it wasn't. Uh, So I have a jean jacket that I didn't need to wear. Okay. Um, It's lovely. Lovely out. Well, enjoy. Uh, We need to get the letter of the day. Ready? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. T is in Thursday. Ah, that is today. And tomorrow, we give away a Valencia model foosball table by Olhausen Billiards. And it's valued at $1,235. And it's from Royal Billiard and Recreation, your ultimate game room store. They're having their annual store-wide sale, uh, which is uh, tomorrow through the 5th. And you can stock up on fun at Royal Billiard and Recreation. Uh, Visit royalbilliard.com for details. I uh, got some stuff planned for today's show. I do, and cool. we'll have uh, tickets for the Revivalists. They'll be playing in Atlantic City at the Borgata in June. Can you believe we're already in May? It's mm. crazy. And it's... the barbecue is two weeks away. Just yeah. weeks away, yeah. God. Like I was uh, just saying, now you now you can just say, instead of saying May 18th, you just say the 18th. Right. That's how right. close we are, right? That's good. Uh, we'll have workforce blocks of Queen and Foo Fighters and Foreigner in our Foo Fighters block. Um, I've got some leftover um, honors that I'd like to pay to uh, different winners. On Monday, we had the birthday, and we did um, it from the perspective of listeners who've uh, had connections with the station. And I have some great Foo Fighters winners from last year's uh, outdoor barbecue that we had at the um, uh, over in Camden. And we're going to run those during that block of the nice. Foo Fighters. So, cool. Wonderful. All right. Thanks, Pierre. And speaking of thanks, I'm going to continue that love uh, to our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also, Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show, and French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville. With everything you need for the great outdoors, FrenchCreekOutfitters.com. Why take a chance with anybody else? Uh, tomorrow, what a treat. Last time we had this guy in, it was fresh off of a Super Bowl win. Jason Kelsey yeah. will be in our studio uh, we're going to talk to uh, rapper and actor Common. He will be joining us on the show. Wow. And get ready, because tomorrow is yet another Kathy's Cuts, and she will be on location, Wigs for Kids, and uh, that starts uh, dark and early in the morning. Yes, I was just going to say dark and early. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, well, first appointments girl. will get there at 6.15. We'll get all the coverage from Kathy live at the event. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. This is your daily reminder that the Dallas Cowboys can my next message. Man, I love it this morning. Yeah, I feel like I'm in Star Wars. Maybe I'm just really high though. Fog has me up. This is crazy. Yeah, woo! Next message to the guy or girl. Let's be honest. Probably hard-o-douchebag guy 
leaving the floss sticks all over the ground at the gas station. Do us all a favor and f*** yourself. Beat him the f*** up. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.